which is kind of cool. Uh, this is the man Troy right here. This is the man right here, Troy. Good morning. Good, good morning. <laughs> this is no matter what time it is, it's always good morning. You got Faith over there, sweetie baby girl. <laughs> or not. <laughs> or something else. <laughs> Either or. All righty. Here we go. What was that? I just got spammed. Breaking stuff, aren't you? Yeah, just something weird just showed up on my. You know, you you started accepting people, and then you see what they're about, and it's like, mm, don't want that up there. That's not okay. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, hope everybody's having a good weekend or had a good weekend. Everybody's safe. How did the storm affect you at all? Storm, yeah. Man, I was at my festival. And- it just completely took out my festival, man. Or the storm a couple weeks ago, but this past one wasn't too bad. I didn't really feel it much. Yeah, it, it's 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 tough with that the weather here in Virginia. It's all talk. All talk. Okay. But but then the time you don't prepare, know, right? it's the most, most bipolar state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the well, what's really funny to me though, it, more than anything, is like I said, when you don't prepare, then. It just reminds me of the Lord so much. Like, I come in an hour, you think not. <laughs> Surely it won't be today. Remember when you thought not. <laughs> and he shows up. <laughs> I told you. I, told I warned you. <laughs> like, well, you could have said it was a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, we, uh, I guess it's just better to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Than to not be, you know. What do you think about the message today? Oh, um, I love the continuation of the the chapter. Joshua, yeah, I have Joshua, and you know, PT always does a fantastic job. Yeah, you know, it's really funny. Um, what's really funny about uh, the message is, you know, again, of course, you hear people say things like the Old Testament isn't relevant anymore, and it's like that's so not true. Just because you know, you, when you, when, I think when you're dealing with people, it's always relevant because there's so many different types of people, and then on top of that, uh, not only just so many different types of people, but at the end of the day, we, you know, that inspiration is always relevant. Then there are people that were going through harder times. Like every time I want to start complaining about something, and then I think about what people go through, and it's like, oh yeah, you know. So I say, God use me, right? <laughs> I'm like, God, use me. And he's like, all right, I'm going to use you. And then he, and then it's uncomfortable. Oh, no. What? So what I was trying to say was use me in the most comfortable way that yeah. actually works out for me. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know, it's like uh, then you, you read the scripture and how God used them. It's just like, oh, they're walking, you know, miles just to share the gospel. And I'm like, man, you know. Can you at least catch a bus? <laughs> you know, so the, you know this, the intensity level of the, the you know of of the biblical history and the biblical generation. You know, we became kind of we're kind of like pansies. We're a little, a little soft. You know, it's like if it's not a five star hotel, I just I don't see how we can deliver the gospel. <laughs> yeah, it's like what PT was saying. It's more be bold. You get, yeah, you got to be bold. Uh, what's crazy about that 
is my new thing where I'm I'm really been, I've been on this for a while like yo like the most dangerous person you will ever meet is actually a coward I had no, when I saw that in scripture I was like wait a minute you know but then you start thinking about it cowards will make you think that they're with you the whole time and then the most opportune time they just they, dip. yeah they dip you know what I mean? Uh, and I, I think that's that's I think that's when you when you have when you have an opportunity to have real leadership, it's so crucial that we take that seriously. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and get behind the vision of of leadership because it's so easy to just become a complainer. You know what I mean? I think that's you know. Anyway, we're here with, we're here. What's your last name? About we're here with my man Troy from Refresh Church. Refresh Community Church in Chesapeake. What's going on, Troy? How you been doing, man? Doing well, doing well. Did you hear my radio voice kick in? Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Right on, man. Right on. So here we are. WJLZ. No kidding. I don't I don't actually do that. I'm not that guy. (laughs) I'm not that guy at all. Uh why am I in this guy's account? Let's see here. Oh, there we go. That was bad. I was in somebody else's account. Yeah, but um, no, I was just talking about the, the intensity of what the people of God uh, went through back in the in the biblical times compared to the, all the comfort zones that we have today. And I'm just like, we do not have any excuses whatsoever, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's weird because we can make them. <laughs> we can make those excuses, you know. Not I didn't have my latte. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have my latte. I couldn't preach the gospel because I didn't have my latte. Yeah, it's weird, man. My coffee didn't kick in yet. Yeah, and, and, and uh, you know, I just because uh, here, the, I guess one of the things that I try to get people to understand is when you're standing face to face to God, you know, and all you want to hear is that "Well done, good and faithful servant," and you're going, "But did I? Did I do well? Like, hopefully, he didn't notice this." You know that I really didn't preach the gospel because I didn't have my latte. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he zooms in on the small parts, like, right? Yeah. But but it, it, that well, that's what I'm saying. It's so weird about <laughs> you know this journey, and then of course you you know it, it's difficult because we care about people, uh, but we've got to be careful with people, mm-hmm. right? Because people are the way they are for many different reasons. You got cultural influence. You got the music. You got you know and. The biggest thing I've noticed is that people look at people to see how people are supposed to be. We like Frankenstein, you know. Uh, so, so for me, I'm a little bit of uh, I, I, when I think about my childhood, like how did I become the way I became? It's like well, it's a little bit of Mel Gibson from Lethal Weapon, oh a little bit of Superman, yeah, you know, a little bit of Wolverine. A little bit of He-Man, a little bit of Jesus. <laughs> you know, what I mean? well, you know, it's a, you know, a little bit of Marilyn Manson, like Ooh, a little, no, it's like a little bit of Wu Tang. <laughs> like what? What is this? You got the MTV culture. You know what I mean? It's like a little bit. You know, so you a little bit of Freddy Krueger. Like what happened? Where, where's this going? Like, oh, th- that's the making of a mental patient. 
You know what I mean? And you try to wrap it all into like, God, take this. And God's like, no, I'm thinking no. I'm thinking let's clean that up a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, because because we uh, technically we what we let in us does influence us. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and so uh, that's why this generation is hilarious because you guys, you know, I can see a guy like you, right? So a guy like you, I'll look at you and go like, okay, so this guy, he's probably into like, you know, uh, country music and then just stop there. It's like, oh, oh but you're wrong. <laughs> you know, this guy is music. <laughs> you know what I mean? The whole thing. Like, so I go, hey, Troy, what's your favorite music? Music. It's yes. <laughs> it's yes. It's yes. What's your favorite music? Yes. <laughs> you know, but Faith, you're the same way though. You, yeah. you know, it's it's you know, you, this generation really has become like a melting pot. You know what I mean? And that I think that's kind of cool. And I, that's why I think it's an opportunity for Christian music to not suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's less of an excuse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, not that it sucked before. I love the old stuff. But I, I'm proud of this generation for embracing, the, you know, the new sounds, especially, I, I believe this, that each generation has its own sound. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As, as we get, as we intensify getting to the climax of reality, yeah. the, the, you know, uh, I also believe that music is extremely important to uh, our development. I think it's a part of it. And we can never neglect Lucifer's influence on music because uh, that guy can jam, mm-hmm. you know. But I can I couldn't imagine movies without music, right? Yeah. Yeah. The score of the movie just makes yeah so much much of a difference. I I'm so weird that even if I'm looking at a scary movie. I'm thinking, how would I do this better to make it more creepy? So if I know it's a scary movie, I'm like, oh, I put like some nursery rhymes or something yeah. to it. You know what I mean? The little girl <laughs> nursery rhymes. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, over the rainbow. Yeah. Like, whoa, that's creepy, dude. But, it, but you know, like life, you know, it, I, I think music, do you know what, where do you stand on the whole, is life imitating art or is art imitating? Have you heard that question before? Well, do you think life imitates art or is art imitating life? I think it's a mix of both. Yeah. Because there's definitely people who mix life with art, but people who copy other people just to be relevant, per se. Yeah. Yeah. So so when I was in school, I could tell you how everybody was going to be dressed the next day in school based off what video was hot on MTV. Oh, my gosh. And it was just like, so I grew up in a really nice neighborhood, went to a really good school. And uh, <laughs> if it was some gangster rap on, I knew for a fact, it's like, all right, so we're going to be thugging it tomorrow. You know what I mean? And you watch everybody kind of like doing the gangster thing. It's like, okay, Francis, your name's <laughs> Francis, pull your pants up. You know, your, name's, your, name's, your name's not D-Rock. It's Francis. Oh you know what I mean? But but that just shows you the influence that music has. However, I do believe that music also uh, is absolutely meant for worship, but also to express to the next generation where we are, you know, uh, and so when I look at guys like the Tom McDonald's and 
uh, NFs, and you know, uh, what's the other guy named? The black dude that's, that's real fast. Dax. 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 Oh, yeah. dude, Dax. Oh, yeah. And, and so it's like, why do they have to use profanity all the time? Why do they have to do this? It's like, hey, when you calculate, it's not that they have to, but when you calculate the influence that created them the same way, it's like, well, how much of a, how much has faith-based culture influenced them or impacted them to where they want to do things in that, that other way, in a, in a, you know, in a pure way. At the same time, one of the rules of art is to express yourself. So where do you draw that line? That's that's the tricky part. Well, see, cursing in another way is like a lot of people are not a huge fan of it, but it also gives a sense of further emotion. Right. And it gets a point across. It's like it's not necessarily used in a malicious intent. It's a use to get a point across. Yeah. But so and this is the thing is that when you look at and again, that's exactly what I'm talking about is that what one generation accepts the next will exceed because it becomes the next generation's foundation and reality. Right. And this is what I mean about faith-based culture impacting is like, well, if people are going to communicate with raw emotion, is that always good? You know what I mean? When, uh, you know, cause I, in our culture, we will use colorful words or raise our voice in other cultures. They'll say things three times. You know what I mean? Uh, and so you go, where, where do you, again, where do you draw the line? Uh, what what actually is what does what does god approve because ultimately when you think about this faith-based culture we're really talking about god's nation god's people and so it's like what is his standard and that's i think the internal constant battle that we have our reality does that make sense? We have our flesh reality where it's like, you know, I can, man, I'm ex-military, so I can go off like poetry. I guess you think I'm speaking French. <laughs> you know, and you just, you know, and it's like, how did that happen? Well, it's like, well, I can admit that that was a loss of self-control. So, you know, so it's like, well, yeah, it's raw emotion, but Again, when I'm standing before God, I'm like, oh, man, you that that poo-poo mouth. <laughs> oh, no. Well, what I meant, God, <laughs> there's a meme going around where it's like, God knows my heart. And then he goes, and that should scare you. <laughs> Have you yeah. seen that? Yeah. You see that? <laughs> but as a as a former uh, young person. Still at heart. Still, still at heart. Right. God, God knows my heart. He's just like, and it's half a century old. <laughs> and it's a half a century. You should just know better. Uh, but, you know, how, how hard is it to maintain the idea of what holiness is in this generation from the perspective of young people? <laughs> you have no idea. I mean, yeah, it's it's hard. For me, at least, like yeah. I could be nice, but holy is a, a strong word. Yeah, it's a strong word. But you can, I can, you know, get in that place, like. But 
my genetics I don't <laughs> <laughs> like, you're my dad and that complicates but, things no I can I can definitely like, get in that place of especially it was takes a lot it takes a lot of self-control yeah to be, be in that but um definitely I could like, to not look like the world I don't want to look like the world so definitely trying to make a make it look different so hopefully that shows comes off it's, as clearly you know and, and what are you, what are you uh, for me, it's like I'm still relatively new and a child in the faith because I've only been doing or really diving into the faith for, I'd say, a year and a half now. Yeah. And just living not without God, but just without the knowledge of his presence. Yeah. is It's hard for me to get into that place where it's like I'm fully focused and just fully driving through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and, I'm, and I'm thank you for your transparency. That's a good to and because here's what happens is like you come to the table like, all right, God, well, this is me and here's my stuff, and this is how I roll. So what I'm thinking is we change these pictures around and we do this, mm -hmm. and God's like, Well, here's what I'm thinking. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Let me drive and uh we'll take it from there. You know what I mean? And, and you go, well. No, seriously. What I'm thinking is that you know, what are these these kind of people? We got to do this, and God's like, "Well, I've been doing this for a while." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like trying to teach a, a well-known driver, like driving 40 years, a 11 year old trying to teach a yeah driver. And and ultimately, because that, that's what we try to do, we yeah. try to get God to accept our stuff mm -hmm. versus us discover yeah. His ways. But so you, you start messing around, you start reading the Bible, you're like, "Well, let me start off with the boss since we have him, right? Let me start off looking at Jesus." And then you, you know, on the way here, Faith was just like, you know, Dad, you know, when he was carrying the cross and people were like <laughs> slapping him and stuff, when he's like, that, that, she's like, I would have tapped out. Like, hey, like Father, you know, yeah. It takes some real determination. Yeah. We're talking about getting punched in the face. And, and he's like, oh, yeah. did I do anything? What did I do to offend you? And I'm like, man, bro. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm bound to pop off if you look at me too long the wrong way. Yeah. Like, like, yo, you good, homie? Like, <laughs> <laughs> say something. Say something like, you feeling from it? Jump. Yeah, and, and, you know, and what I can't stand about it, right, is that when you do flip out, you give into the flesh, and then you, you do what you want, you say what you want, you flip out, you cuss somebody out, and then there's always somebody going, was that the godly thing to do? Yeah. And you're like, and, and I think it's become way too easy for believers to go, well, I'm also human. Like, that's, that's <laughs> I'm still flesh. I'm still know? flesh. That's one thing I like about you. Like, well, we're the main ones calling you out if you do something within the flesh, but you accept it. And then, you know, you, you try oh, to yeah, I've only survived this yeah. long from correction. Yeah. Like, if I don't have correction, mm -hmm. I'm done. Yeah. You know, so like, you I've, accept it, though. Yeah, I've got to be around people that can hold me accountable and say, hey, Duke. You know, I, I, I get that you were hurt or I get that you were offended, but step your game up, boss. You know what I mean? You, you got to, if you don't have somebody speaking into your life, you're doomed. You know what I mean? Because uh, you have someone in your life always agreeing with you or you don't have anybody disagreeing with you. You need to, you need to change who you're around. Oh, because yeah. the imagination oh, yeah. is yeah. wild. If no one disagrees with you. you, <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're the holiest person you know, <laughs> yeah. you're not doing something wrong. Oh, man. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry that happened to you. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> like, you were deceived. 
but you know, it, it, it is a challenging uh, generation because you also there's never been a time in history where we could hear as many voices as we do. You know what I mean? And one of the things that I look at is like before it was like you just listen to your pastor and your parents and then you just do what your boss tells you but for the most part you're in charge of your life now there's so many influences and and, and they all make sense mm-hmm. you know uh, there's you get on TikTok and you go well this is how we know that there is no god or once everybody bring the radio audience in current fm how's everybody doing you're listening to duke and the gang here on this sunday morning uh not sunday morning sunday night it's because he said good morning. <laughs> you see how fast I blame that on him? <laughs> I do. That's it's just, it's here. Because that's called maturity. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, just, I just made sure it's that bullet. <laughs> it was his fault. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry, Troy. I'm <laughs> but we got our man Troy here from Refresh Community Church. Uh, and, and we're just talking about, you know, really just talking about like like how as for young people. And again, I said uh, as a former young person, <laughs> uh you know, what this really kind of picking you guys' brains about how you guys see the faith and, and Christianity and, and walking with God in this particular generation. One thing I think that happens is we don't talk to young people enough and ask them, what are their thoughts? How old are you? Uh, 22. 22. Oh, I can't stand you. <laughs> I had to think about that one. It's just like, I was 22. 20 years ago <laughs> you know it's like you know like man that's that's a, that's a bit long you know that that absolutely well that's awesome man because but you do get fresh eyes you know and so uh, when you uh when pastor thomas today was saying like he's been here for a while he's like no one's ever come up to him and asked him if he's known if does he know who jesus is does he know and i'm like Oof, that's not a good report right <laughs> you know as far as evangelism so what are effective ways to reach this generation? Social media yeah. is definitely one. Yeah, that's probably the biggest one right now. It's just the you social media it. presence. You got to take it seriously. Oh, yeah. Like anybody has access to it. I mean, most people have access to it anyways. Mm. So, yeah, social media, whether it's through the computer, phone, or tablet, or whatever. What are some of the mistakes old people make in trying to relate to the generation? Trying to use the terms. Yeah. <laughs> They use yeah. it so Sitting incorrectly. In. Yeah, yeah, you're like, please stop. Like, Pastor Thomas does it in a really cool way, though. Like, it's, it's, like, like, it's, like, like, it's like the funny dad mm-hmm. move. Right. <laughs> the full so. dad mode. <laughs> you want to know how to do it right? Come to Refresh. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, when I saw the amount of young adults yeah. come in today, it was mind-blowing. Yeah, we, are, we take up like half of the... Yeah. Have the left side, yeah. Right, and I was just like, "Wow, that's what effectiveness looks like," you know. And they're coming in like hordes, you know. Oh, and yeah. it's really powerful because, you know, you you see it and you go, "Because I think sometimes the older generation talks too far down on the younger generation. Oh, they don't want God anymore. They just want a party. They just want that." And it's like, no, these guys want the truth. They want. You know, do, do you actually hear some of the things that older people say about the younger generation? I used to before I really started diving in, really just focusing on myself and God and the relationship we're building there. But I've heard the reason that I was pushed away from religion was just because 
of all the negativity that I've heard that we're, we're all just sitting here going, oh yeah, you just want to go hang out with your friends. Don't even want to be here, drink, smoke, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's like, for me, it's like, I wanted that sense of familial love mm. and, you know, a sense of a father, mm-hmm. like a spiritual father who can get me through things and be a rock that I can lean on. Yeah. I get it because when it's, that's, that's a good point, you know, uh, and I think that Pastor Thomas does a great job in being that, you know, that wisdom of like, all right, because he'll talk real. And I, I think it helps one that he's a father. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is to, to for adults to, not that you're not an adult, it's just you're a new one. <laughs> but it's like, it's like not to forget what it was like for you. You know what I mean? Like they all grew up with it. You know, through right. that time, it's like we were all children once. Yeah, and so so what's really funny is when my kids hear stories about me, you know, uh, <laughs> it lets me know how much I haven't grown because they're like, <laughs> I can see that. I'm like, wait, that was a total different guy. They're like, no, not really, Dad. I mean, we saw you last night, <laughs> <laughs> and it looked like the same stuff. Like there was like that. Was, like, don't bring up Saturday night. <laughs> And, and you know what I think? I think the, the issue is that uh, putting the unnecessary pressure, with growth and development is growth and development. You know, and you don't get to put a time period on that. You know, uh, and I believe in authenticity. Oh, dude, yeah, that's the number one thing right now is we want people to be authentic. We want to see you know the real person, not just some front that somebody puts up. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know. It, it, you know, I think that that's that's one of the things that uh, it's not that I don't think the younger generation wants to lower the standard, but what they are saying is, hey, can you guys at least be where you're at? Yeah, this generation is a strong discernment for fake people. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not even, like, they'll call anybody out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that That is the truth right there. Especially social media, like, mm-hmm. report. Everything. World star, <laughs> right? Then record everything. Like, look, this is what they really look like. <laughs> Mermaids are real. Like, what? <laughs> but it's like, but but I do think that uh, that that's one of the situations. You know, um, I wrote a song a couple years ago uh, called "Being Human," and you know, it was just really talking about the the challenge of being human. I'm gonna play it for you uh, because I want everybody to know, like, being human. It is a struggle, however, but we, we do have a real God that gives us real answers. But this is a song I wrote a couple of years ago uh, that just remains relevant. Um, unfortunately, I'm singing it, so you guys will be all right. It hurts, but, you, you, but here it is. This is Being Human by me.
So, if people didn't think I was crazy enough, that, that definitely was like, oh, it's all over the place. <laughs> but but you know what? That That's how our minds are. We're all over the place. There's these good days, there's these bad days. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Life is a journey. <laughs> journey. Pastor Thomas talked about his guy. He's driving <laughs> a journey. But life really is a journey. Uh, and I think it's it's cool that you said uh, yeah, you were longing for this, like, spiritual awakening the spiritual father when did you know you needed that honestly i didn't know i needed it until my old youth group leader from freshman year of high school found me again in a 7-eleven parking lot about i yeah about a year and a half ago uh the weekend before i started coming to church for like wow and it was just that like hey you're coming to church right and i'm like Maybe. You know, she's like, you're <laughs> coming to church, right? And I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And after that first time at Refresh and with Pastor Thomas being up on that, up in that bullpen, it was just, man, it sucked me in. Yeah, because, because I, think, I think when you find out that you were never meant to do it alone, mm-hmm. I think that's the key. And at that point, I, I had been going through severe depression, had been suicidal, um and once i started going to refresh it gave me that sense of like i can do this yeah yeah because so um, when you look when you come to the ocean front right you step and you see this this water like you see as far as your eyes can see right and you're like so that's how big life is mm-hmm. and then you find no no it's bigger than that yeah mm-hmm. oh, it's, you know yeah. it's like it's bigger than than it's further than i can see and you go well, wait a minute you know, you know that the, the future can totally become intimidating, mm-hmm. and then you look at your past and just start disqualifying yourself. That's almost exactly because I went through a breakup and put me into a huge spiral of just being alone in an apartment next to people who I was like, they're not a good influence on me because I unfortunately moved into a place right next to my old high school drinking spot. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and it, it, man, look, all I got to do is, you know, they just tell me to go home, they go stumble home. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, how many of our, uh, how many of our friends can we get together and say, let's, let's get this place. It'll be fun. We'll be mature. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know I mean, it's like, you got 15 people staying in a two bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. I did that. I mean, I was lucky enough to where 
it was a situation where I could pay for it by myself and I had my own space, but that almost made it worse because, you know, the devil wants you to be separated and alone. And one thing actually at the youth group that I realized that I talked to Pastor Thomas about um, was we were talking about uh, relationships a little bit and the timing of God. Oh and, yeah, and I realized that me and my ex, the reason really why we broke up was because I wasn't in the church. Mm. She was in the yeah. church, and she was given the opportunity to be taken to a better spot than where I could have taken her. Right, and that just blew my mind uh, last weekend, mm-hmm. and I'm just sitting there like now i'm in this spot where i'm healing yeah yeah and that's that's tricky allowing yourself to be matter of fact it makes me think of this song right here it makes me think of this song i so i can't play this here but let me see yeah we can play it in the headphones so you guys are gonna have to wait for a second but listen listen, listen. have you ever heard of this song by elevation worship uh the growing pain song um maybe check this out Jeez.
so easy to forget that moment don't last forever. Ah, when we, yeah, it's so, yeah, you know, do you remember? Do you, do you remember being a kid and just couldn't wait to grow up? It, it was like just wanted to make my. I'm gonna make my own. Rules. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be myself. You know. Yeah. yeah me you too. Can't. I never. I must, <laughs> it must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> your life has been flawless. Perfect. <laughs> I understand. You had a great dad. Uh, but but yeah, it's 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 weird because the suffering of growing. It does seem like it's gonna be lasting forever. Like, how long do I have to listen to adults that I clearly see have no idea what they're doing, but they're in charge of me? Right. I remember thinking that. And let me tell you people something out there. I knew that when I became an adult, that it was gonna be easy peasy. Because I'm smart, I'm creative, I'm innovative. And all I gotta do is get out here and buy a house, mm -hmm. buy a car, yeah. and do the thing. And do the thing. Yeah. It's just like, why are, they, why are they making it so hard? Yeah. You know, like, this is, and then, then you know, well, there's life insurance, health insurance, there's car insurance. Like, I can afford the car payment, but what's the interest rate? Well, I'm really interested in buying the car, but right. that's not an interest rate. You know, and it was like I had a friend of mine tell me his daughter his daughter gets his first place, gets her first place, and he goes, Duke, she calls me a month afterwards and goes, Dad, I have to pay for water. Like, <laughs> who pays the water bill? You know, like yeah. <laughs> and it was like, wait, 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 wait. She didn't know that there was a water bill. And there's these, and we, we, and so you're 18, 19 years old, first place. Again, the future looks very scary. How do, how do you, how do you deal with what the future looks like being that you're just starting off? Because <laughs> I know it's big. I know yeah. it's scary. Like, and you don't want to make the wrong decisions. I mean, hopefully, so what we're doing now is going to be my future. I'm just expanding on that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just working more in the church and the radio and television and all the editing. And She's like, I got my spot. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about you? How, how do you? How do you? How do you? Like, not freak out at how big the future is. I just, I honestly, I stopped looking at, you know, 20 years ahead. I just started looking, okay, today I got this. Tomorrow I can get this, this, and this. And kind of plan my, my not really my life, but like, just I go one day at a time. Yeah. Sometimes that's not the smartest idea with, you know, the long-term goals that you learn in economics class. But I knew that I had set myself up when I first started working for a position where I could be successful. Yeah. You know, automatically, like, no matter what, my, my check that I get in gets split up into two accounts. One account I just don't touch. 
and the other count is you know what I need to do to do everyday bills mm -hmm. and gas what you know yeah that that that's good decision making right there uh, you know because too many people too many people pawn off the future like oh I got enough time to waste and I'm like no no excuse me sorry excuse me man you, you don't you know I've made enough bad decisions to tell everybody the truth everything's connected you know the the homework that I skipped in fifth grade it's like oh I so needed that now you know uh because whatever we neglect you know it, it, whatever we neglect in our past it ends up coming back to us you know where we we end up needing that like I needed that information uh, I needed that confidence and that, that victory so even where I let fear come in and that's what fear I think does a lot of times is it you know especially if you start making good decisions right now mm -hmm. the fear of the future now fear is trying to control your future see I think that's mostly what I was kind of getting that was just I stopped fearing about tomorrow yeah and started focusing on the hope for today yeah that's what the song was yeah. saying yeah 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 and it's because it's overwhelming oh dude yeah especially now in our days with like the expectation is like all right you know once you graduate high school you got to go to college for most people i didn't but it's like you got to figure out what are you going to do with your life what yeah. is the direction what is the job you're going to do with your life and i'm like I don't know, man. I'm just going to have fun for, you know, the first little while. Yeah. It's like, while I'm still young and still being able to actually do these things without these responsibilities of like children, you know, major bills, um, just go have fun. And my thing is I love giving other people experiences. So I'm not, I'm not that type of person who'd be like, Hey, you want to go out to get food? And then they're like, I can't go because I got money. I'm, I'm the type of person who, I didn't ask you if you had money. Yeah. Right. It's like, I want to spend time with you. So I'm going to, if I asked you out, so let my treat. Yeah. And you, and you know, it's funny is that when you make good decisions, you realize you don't have to be everywhere at the same time. You're okay mm -hmm. with missing certain things. Cause you're like, I have a plan. So I, I can't waste my energy, time and finances doing, you know what I mean? And it's difficult, especially with young people, because there's this, that that energy, that community. You know what I mean? And that's why I tell people: stick with your own kind. If you're gonna be, if you want to make good decisions, be around people that are making good decisions. Right. Where you can have a conversation like, "How much have you saved this month? I saved this much." But if it's almost like, "Man, we got it," you know, let's spend it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I did when I was. Uh, and you say young, I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> I was gonna say about three years ago. <laughs> Like when I was young, like dude, when I was you know not legal, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I would go to you know the the place I moved next to. You know, we'd be drinking all night, doing having way too much alcohol. Yep. Um, doing a little bit of the devil's lettuce. Right, right. Um, <laughs> the devil's lettuce. <laughs> but it's, it, and I after a while I realized like this is not good for me. Like I can't keep doing this but the self-doubt of tomorrow and the fear of tomorrow kept me in that place right it'll paralyze you fear will paralyze mm -hmm. you all right and what you think crazy is when you look back like when i when i first uh started gaining weight i was i remember when i was like 216 pounds 
Can I get any bigger? <laughs> yes. Yes, you can. And it happened because then I look at a picture when I'm 240 pounds, like, wait, when I was 216, I didn't even, I wasn't even that big. And then it's like, can I get any bigger? Mm, yes. <laughs> and, and then, I get, then I hit 400. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to ask that question. But man, how, and you know, you realize you, it's a lot of exaggeration involved, uh, a lot of underestimating. Yeah. You know, because fear works both dynamics. It exaggerates mm -hmm. and it underestimates. Yeah. You underestimate your ability to be able to get out of the situation. Oh, yeah. But it's also over um, over exaggerating how big the situation actually is. So it keeps you in that nice median where it's like, I got you. you know, <laughs> Fear's got you either way. I got you ball yeah. and chain, man. <laughs> right, right. How do you handle fear, Faith? Um, well, I don't because because we are i'm in the faith like i know fear is a devil's tactic so sometimes it's a, it's a bad and good habit like if you say i won't do something i'm gonna do it i have to do it like so fear like especially if i catch it like i have to do it like i just especially since i, I know god's looking at me like and maybe it's something that can bring someone to god or you know just for me personally like yeah i'd, I'd have to do it like that's that's how i get out of fear or just getting over myself and saying I'm not the most important person. Somebody else needs this. Maybe someone else needs this message or whatever, or needs to hear yeah. my story so they can feel, if they have a similar story, they can feel like, oh, she did, you know, I can do it. Because you never know where your story Yeah, like is I was, gonna yeah, I was talking to the young adults group last week and saying like, I just wanted to be like in the media, mm -hmm. the middle, the plain Jane, but that's like, nothing ah, special. Yeah, yeah, nothing special. I don't want to, I don't want adventure or anything like that. But no, nope. <laughs> I don't want adventure. God's like, like, <laughs> like, keep me on that narrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't want those exacts. Yeah, you know, but, but I get it because, you know, again, you know, I, I tell everybody never neglect the power of decisions, right? Like, like decision making is extremely important. Uh, and, and we've got to be taught how, how to, to make those decisions. You know, we've, we've got to be guided and make it, if no one teaches us how to make decisions, we're, we're done, you know? Uh, and I think that's what a, Crystal says, uh, Chris says, all oh, faith has grown up. <laughs> Your daughter is a woman. Yeah. That was one of my fears. Like, what do I do when my kids know that I don't know anything? <laughs> what happens when they it's find out the truth? They're like, Dad, we knew that at five. Yeah. <laughs> we saw you struggling, buddy. We knew you were fine by the CDO fans. Right. Because you didn't have pants. <laughs> you wore basketball shorts all the time because you're broke. Um, <laughs> we were dressed and we looked at you and we're like, he has no money. Uh, but I think that one of the issues is that, again, fear has a voice. And you've got to be able to talk back. I think this is why knowing the word of God is so important. So it's like, if it's because if it's not in the tank, you can't use it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you, it's, a, it's actually interesting because um, uh, after church today, me and a group of friends, we stayed and uh, talked a little bit in the parking lot afterwards. And there was these three uh, gentlemen who came up from a neighboring church and came up and had started almost testing our faith wow. and they came up and the first thing they asked was what does it mean to be saved got it dope and, and then we started getting in a conversation they're they're bringing up all these points where 
you don't know the word of God, so you don't follow the right Jesus. <laughs> I love those guys. And I'm like, I'm kind of sitting there going, do you know the right Jesus? Right. Kids, you know what's interesting about that is that I think that that's one of the things that makes people kind of throw their hands up and be like, I'll just figure it out on my own. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's as precious as it was at the beginning of the conversation where you're like, oh, yeah, I needed this. And then here comes these guys willing to just trample all on them. Like, you don't know the right Jesus. You're like, you know what? This sounds like way too much work. You know, like for me, it's like, okay, I'll sit down. I'll learn math. One plus one is two. Got right. it. Subtraction. Okay. One minus one is zero. Got it. Right. And it's like, then it's like one A plus it's like, hold up, stop. <laughs> now we add lettuce. Now we add lettuce. Too much. It's too much. This is too much. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I get it. The one over the two. That's one over two. Got it. But then when you start adding letters, it's like they come from a different planet. And why are we mixing cultures, <laughs> numbers, and letters? The apocalypse is near, people. Uh, but but and you just but when it comes to the faith, it's like, okay, I know that Jesus, salvation, got it. It's like, no, you don't know the right Jesus, so I need to get saved, saved again. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to go to your church so I can get saved. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's just like I have a word for that. It's called game. <laughs> that's bloods and crypts, bro. That's, that's that's gang. That's the mafia. You know what I mean? You gotta get beat in. You know, uh, and so my my thing is, I think this is why it's so important for us to uh, what, what I love about Jesus is how he set the standard when he said, "I am the way, the truth, mm -hmm. and the life." Like, okay, so. I have a point of contact where I can mimic that. I can, I know it's not in me yet, but I can bring that to me. I can look at his mindset. Uh, I've been in situations where it's like, hey, Duke, so here's the thing. You're surrounded by five dudes that are going to beat you up. And I'm like, well, right now, I don't look very intimidating because they, they all are all more intimidating than I am. And, and then they have guns. All right. So I'm surrounded by these guys. And so I go, what can I show them that's greater than them? It's like, let me pull from Jesus. And next thing I know, I just start praying right in front of them, to them. You know what I mean? Praying for them. And this beautiful moment happens. They really just wanted me to get out of their neighborhood because I was preaching. And so instead of giving into fear, showing he doesn't even believe it, mm -hmm. find out they had no intention on actually sh shooting me. They were trying to scare me out of the neighborhood. But when I showed them, when I started praying for them, I think that's what that's God, when they were like, whoa, whoa, this guy's different. Right. Uh, and, 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 you know, and the truth of the matter is, once I started mimicking Jesus, it, at first it was a defense mechanism, but then it became like, wait a minute, this I'm, these guys actually need Jesus. Yeah. And I was able to reach them, you know, uh, and, and, and it's powerful because once people find out that you really believe, it changes. What's weird, though, it'll be the other Christians that get in the way. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'll be the other Christians that it's like, well, you know, you got to do it this way. You got to do it. Four jumping jacks, three push-ups. Here's your list of steps that you got to get to to do this. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, how about a roundhouse kick to the face? No, that wasn't. <laughs> See, it just happened right there. That wasn't godly. But still, it works. My I'm, jeans. <laughs> it's like, yes. Yeah, my oh, jeans. No, right. But, but you know, it, it is interesting that 
you know, a lot of times it'll be the, the believers coming against each other. Like, mm-hmm. why are you doing this? Why would you interfere in the salvation of somebody? Right. You know what I mean? Uh, but, but those, you know, I think, again, this is one of the reasons why the best thing that we can do is just preach Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And preach, you know, salvation. Uh, but what when you when you became a believer, what was the thing that intimidated you the most? Did you feel pressure like oh, I'm supposed to already know the Bible? For me, it was I saw myself as so far behind everybody else. Like everybody else was having these conversations with God and you know, for themselves, and I'm just sitting there going, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like I'm still, and I still have uh, struggles, kind of hearing God's voice in my head, or in in myself. Yeah, and understanding and and hearing what He wants for me. So you know what? What's cool about that? That's actually the best place to be Mm because it makes you more dependent on Him. It makes you feed more in a pure way from the word of God, because you're approaching it like, okay, what does the word of God say? What, you know, let me pray. And it's from a pure place versus like, well, let me bring what I know to the table. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like, I mean, I can't imagine a child being born and it's like, well, oh, listen, I scoped out the house and I'm thinking we need to move over here. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, I don't like the color that's for the couches that you chose. So we're going to rearrange. It's like, what? like, no, the child is born completely dependent on you know, what they're being fed or their environment. And so when we get saved, it's like, oh, cool. I'm off the hook. I'm in a position where I can just learn. It's like, I'm still an infant in the thing. Right. You get to say, I don't know. You know what I mean? And I think that pressure, uh, I, I remember, I'm a very inappropriate person. Like I ask questions. It's not like, I got to know. I got to know. So I'll ask like a 90-year-old, like, what is it like inside your head? Like when you see yourself, and I remember this person said, I've been waiting for somebody to ask me that for years. But I'm like, do you still sound young in your head? You know, because they're like, sometimes I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, whose face is this? But they still, that proves to me that the spirit is real. But anyway, my, my point is, you get to this place where it's okay to say, I need to learn more. Mm-hmm. Because I think the opposite problem is when you think you know so much that you don't need. when you get complacent. You get complacent. I say stay in that place where it's like, I don't know, but I'm learning. Yeah. I, you know what For I mean? me, it's so exciting. Yeah. It's like just seeing all these new, new things and new, uh, it's like an adventure for me. Yeah. Like, like there's uh, older books where it's like, it's the choose your own adventure. You have that choice at the bottom of the chapter, the bottom of the page, and it's like, turn to page 77. What do we got there? Right. And, and it's not that God stumps on your free will. No. You know what he I mean? gives you complete and free, you know, he gives you that choice. It is up to you to walk through that door. Yeah. And I, I think that's the chat. That's the real challenge is like, do you hold on to the knowledge that you have mm-hmm. or do you let God show you some new stuff? You know what I mean? Uh <laughs> that's that's the tricky part yeah because it's just like oh my god i know you created the whole universe and everything but do you got me you got me like if i step out on this pastor tommy said this today he said uh look we don't want to be crazy we don't want to look weird we don't want to you don't know offend. we don't want to offend people 
you know, and so I'm challenging everybody on this word better. So it's a weird word. Better is such a weird word because when you're humble, you don't want people to think that you think you're better than them. Right? Mm -hmm. But if we were sick and went to a doctor, everyone's expecting us to get better. It has two meanings. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it's like, well, I was sick, you know, in my you know, respect for life, my, my understanding of God and eternity and truth. I was sick in these areas, my finances or, or how I saw, uh, you know, culture, how I saw people. So I was sick in these areas and then I got better. And then you get around your friends and you're like, I don't want them to think that I am what I actually am, mm -hmm. which is I'm better because I, I really realized that better is an invitation. So it's like, I am better. You can be better too. Yeah. Right. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. I, I can see where you're sick at. You need to be better because I had to get made better. Mm -hmm. What we do is we let the enemy make us think that being better is bad. Yeah. If you listen to what Pastor Thomas said today with, in, in Joshua chapter 2, this the woman is totally turning on her entire culture. She's like, look after my family. We we already heard that your God did this, your God did that. You're gonna, like you, guys, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you guys are better than us. And we're handing this over to you, but just make sure you look after my family, you know, like my family. And we got to not, it's like, we got to not be ashamed that God has made us better. And, and I think that what sharing the good news is, is telling people that we can be better. Yeah. Like you can be better too. Right. Yeah, Versus. The devil will most definitely, like, if you're, right to you. oh, if you're in a, like, an ungodly friend group or whatever, but you become godly per se, like the devil, and then you don't want to show off like your godliness or whatever, like, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. like you're the new you, and you think that they're going to judge you or they're going to be like, oh, you think you're better than us. And sometimes that can happen, but um, but you don't know if their reaction be like, oh, I want to know what he found. I want to know who's like, what happened yeah, to right. him. Like, I want to yeah. change that. I want to, that looks better. Yeah, because it looks better. It's like, <laughs> it is it's better. Just, it's like it, you know, it, it's like who goes to not buy when they need new shoes it's like oh man i need to buy some new shoes with the exact same dirt stains yeah. and the exact same holes in them yeah. it's just they're new just because i bought them because they're new to me they're, they're new to me <laughs> <laughs> you know and so this you've got to stop being intimidated by the word better i i i believe it's deuteronomy it's actually pretty scary uh let me see if i can find it, it it's but it's, it's not that I was it Deuteronomy 32. Let me see. Uh, let me see if I can find it. I love that I got the old man eyesight thing going on. Like, mm -hmm. Leaning like, back. Yeah, I got to lean back. Hey, where's your glass? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's um, you are better scripture. Uh, All right. So this is what's weird. Is that, uh, is it, may the Lord God, okay, uh, let's see here. I'm going to try it. And the Lord God answers and increase you thousands of your promise. Okay, not that one. I think it's Deuteronomy 28. I want to say it. But I want to find it. But he lays out where he's like, yeah, I've made you better than all these other nations. And it's like, well, I can't cover that up. You know what I mean? There's like no. He said it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> he said it. And, and then um, it was. 
let's see if I can find it. You know, I love these moments. Everyone's like, we're driving and really want to hear some sound. And I'm like, no, just sit in silence for a second. <laughs> let's see Deuteronomy. Is it, is it Deuteronomy 28? Yeah. I believe it's Deuteronomy 28. Let's see here. Okay, so it says, uh, and it shall come to pass, and thou shalt hearken, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and do all his commandments which I command thee, this day the Lord God will set thee on high above all nations of the <laughs> earth. Like, ah, uh, like, no, we're, we're not, we're the same. It's like, no, not going to scripture. Yeah. And we got to stop apologizing for this. We got to say, because, because I mean, you above all the nations and the word nation actually doesn't mean country. The word nation means peoples and groups. Mm-hmm. So he's like, if you do what I tell you, you'll be above all the nations of the earth and all, all these blessings shall come unto thee and overtake thee. And if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord, thy God, blessed shall thou be in the city and blessed shall thou be in the field. Blessed shall thou be in the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of the ground, and the fruit of the cattle, and, and increase the the uh, the kind of flocks of the of, of the sheep. And then uh, it's like, okay, well, that isn't so bad, you know. And then he goes, the Lord shall cause thy enemies to rise up against thee, uh, to be smitten before thy face. Like, so he's literally saying, I'm going to cause people like you being better is going to cause people to come against you, but I'm going to allow them to come against you. So you can watch them be defeated. Yeah. Like what? You know, like so it's like, but I like these guys, but they're coming against you. Mm-hmm. You know, I like you know, I get why they are the way they are, but they're coming against you. And sometimes it you won't even you they, they do it in such a like nicer subtle way, you won't even think it's really demeaning. You're just they're like, Oh, you don't you don't need to do this, you don't need to do pray, you don't need to just quote me mm-hmm. right now. Like it comes like that sometimes oh yeah like and, it's crazy yeah because it's like a peer pressure yeah kind of thing where it's like, <laughs> yeah they're like you don't need to do that here yeah. take this you know yeah, yeah. And it's, and right there it says and all the people of the earth shall see that uh all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the lord mm-hmm. and then thou shalt and, and they shall be afraid and the lord shall make them so so the blessings of god are going to provoke jealousy yeah. mm-hmm. in people it's just like you can be a part of it too bro well, see, and this is what, yeah, we got you, you know, and, and I think that this is where, you know, we've got to be okay with building, you know, kingdom culture. And some people, I feel like some people, like, they want all the blessings of God, like believers even, they want all the blessings of God, but they don't want to change mm-hmm. from their worldly ways to get those blessings. And they think that the people who are doing them got them easy, like, mm-hmm. Oh, oh, guys, make sure we're on our best behavior. Pastor Thomas is watching. Okay. Everybody sit up straight. So take your head. No. <laughs> I love you, Pizza. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, you know, it's like everybody sit up straight. Sleep down. <laughs> you know, uh, and then uh, Mahogany said, hey, Troy is so dope. True. <laughs> true. Very, very true. Yeah, Troy is the man. You got that right. I got to tell you guys something secretly. Uh, that's been happening uh, since we've been here. I've been looking for my phone. <laughs> it's right there. It's right. I'm filming. I think that was called an old man. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, guys, keep me in prayer uh, because I, I genuinely was looking for my phone. I'm like, oh man, I, I really I lost my phone. 
then I'm an old woman because I had was using the Apple pencil the other day and I put it in my hair, my like like a pencil or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then a few seconds later, where's I was like, I was moving at the sheets and I was just like in the covers. I was like, where's the pen? And then my dad comes and he's like, it's in your hair. Yeah, like, bro. <laughs> like, Dude, sunglasses oh. are the worst. Oh, oh, yeah. oh I have seen sunglasses. Yeah, the oh, sunglasses yeah. that people get hit with the sunglasses mm-hmm. all the time. You know, one of the one of the craziest things I think that happens to people is that you know, the same way we can forget our glasses, the same way we can forget, we can for because you know we can forget that God is with us. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Is the it's the exact same thing. We gotta play this commercial. We'll be right back. Like like in three seconds or five seconds, we'll be right back. So current FM. So now, so what you just saw here? So we were playing the song on the radio, uh, but I don't feel like dealing with the, uh, you know, the the whole licensing thing. But we they they you know they'll like take it off and then put it back on when they realize we pay the lights fees. But uh, so we're still talking to our Facebook audience, Streamyard audience, uh, Save Your Connect. If you don't have a Save Your Connect page, make sure you get a Save Your Connect page. It's a place for believers who just don't want to deal with the craziness that's on Facebook. Maybe you just need to take a break. Check out um, Save Your Connect. Uh, this is also going to be on Spotify, Apple. Uh, what's the other one? The Amazon, all that good stuff. Uh, the podcast, so you'll be able to catch up if you love listening to podcasts and all that jazz, all that stuff. Make sure you check it out. Um, so when when, it, when you when you said, "Hey, you know, I want to give my life to God. I'm gonna, you know, I want to do this." Thing, what were some of your concerns? Was there any hesitation after I started coming to church? After you the done. first like two weekends, yeah. I'm like. I want to get baptized because I came in in February, got baptized at the middle of April. Yeah. I was like, let's, I'm, I'm diving in. It's like, I'm no hesitation. Let's just go through this. Cause, uh, after a few weekends, um, I, I heard they were looking for another guitarist on the worship team. And I'm like, I know how to play the guitar. I can make it sound pretty. (laughs) I can make it sound pretty. pretty. I'm like, you know, let me ask you, see what's going on got that started practicing with them and then started going on there and i started feeling god yeah i started getting that nice electric twinge in my spine spreading throughout me and i'm just like i want more yeah give me more no seriously and and i i think uh we have separated how much we need truth Mm -hmm. you know what i mean how much we need truth uh and i think we've separated how much it means how like that there is a it genuinely satisfies us it really makes us want to do better in life uh and 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 you go well wait a minute i i can't make it without this Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i think that's where you know uh you start to realize this isn't this isn't about religion this is about relationship yep you know what i mean and what was that hit like when you're like, oh, I'm so scared to be, because I know the one of the biggest fears is like, oh, I don't want to be one of those people that dress weird. 
Not that you don't dress weird already. You know. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Man, being weird is the new norm. Weird is the yeah. new normal is overrated. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's what like, is, it's, it's like it's, you seem like the kind of guy that wears shorts in the wintertime. Oh, you can ask anybody. They hardly ever see me in, uh, in yeah. long pants. It sounds like another yeah. person that I'm looking at right now. Yeah, I know. Because I, you know, I know my own kind. <laughs> <laughs> I know my own kind. Great minds think alike. That's why I said stick with your own kind. When I first came to be friends, like, that's my guy right there. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, said that. I said that. I was like, "Yep, I know who." It. Like, and then the and the reason why is because I saw how like connected you. I saw I could actually see how hungry for God, and I could see that you really love your church. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 guys, uh, the same way I said, "Don't be afraid about being better." Is the same way I'm, I'm saying. I know that right now, a lot of people give the church a hard time. Listen. It comes with the territory as being believers. We love the church. We, we love our church. But that's why it's so important to find your church, to find your culture, your church home. Um, but I do understand that a lot of people would fear, you know, going, I don't want to become religious. You know, and, and I think that's a good thing. That's a good thing to not want to become religious. Uh, what what's your take on the idea of being religious versus relationship so i never saw it as being necessarily religious i wanted something like i was saying earlier like give me that rock that i can lean back on and you know support me in my hard decisions and you know my everyday decisions like give me that that spiritual help it's like i like pt would say we're spiritual, not necessarily religious. Yeah. Right. It's like we have a spiritual relationship with God, not a religious relationship. Yeah. I can totally see. Hey, we don't want to say, I want to tell everybody this, because if you're hearing weird noises and stuff, we're not passing gas. Here's the situation. <laughs> is that I'm a big boy. <laughs> Sometimes the chair screams out, please get off me. <laughs> the, the joints in the chair is like, man. It's Sunday already. <laughs> and you're gonna be back in the morning. You're gonna do it again from six to ten. Oh good. So I so pray for this chair. Uh pray for God's mercy on the chair. I'm well, <laughs> I'm working on losing weight. Every time I hear the chair creak, it's like every time a skinny person sits here, you hear nothing. The chair, there's like a relationship there. It's like it's like so you got this. Yeah, yeah, right. And then, then with me, it's like, oh my god. <laughs> oh poor chair we're praying for you chair but you're mine uh, there's no escaping you know um, so there it is right there's like <laughs> that was a cry for help now if one of you listeners out there do something crazy like buy a stronger chair first of all that's hilarious if you, if you actually did, could you imagine someone say, I heard the show? Yeah. I, know, the show, I wanted to save the chair. Yeah. Get you a bang bag. <laughs> I almost passed out. That was a gut laugh. He said, We'll get you a bing bag. Been so many shapes and sizes these days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you get the giant, like yeah. ten foot. Yeah, ones. I get it. I get it. Make this whole uh, room a beanbag. Yeah, yeah. You know, I tell you what, though, uh, man. We, you know, we're getting ready to launch uh, some podcast series yeah. and refresh. We, you know, I'm excited about you know hearing the voices of young people because I, uh, you know. I do have to ask because I know you guys were in the like middle of it and no one was asking young people, but how 
how did COVID affect you guys? You know, I mean, like, cause I don't remember anyone asking young people what their thoughts were on uh, on COVID. Oh, I'm gonna wait ten seconds before I bring you back in because we're about to go back on air. Uh, so, stream your audience, social media. Just hold on one second. Just let me come back in real quick. WJLZ Current FM. Uh, we are talking here with man Troy. Uh, Refresh Community Church is in the building, and uh, you're gonna hear a lot more of the young adults and things like that as we endeavor to bring forth revival like never before in the Hampton Roads area. Something huge is happening. It's about uh, to go down. It's about to go down. <laughs> and let me tell you why it's about to go down. Like, this has got to. And most of you guys know that Duke's a little bit crazy, so it's not like it's a secret, right? Y'all, y'all know Duke's a little bit crazy. Pastor Duke be tripping sometimes. Y'all know that. Been crazy since nineteen seventy nine. Since nineteen seventy nine. You know what I mean? And that was the day he was born. You know, uh, I remember when he went crazy, February twenty seventh, nineteen seventy nine. That's when that's when he went crazy. But but here's the thing. All right, so you guys know I do give. Uh, I'm I'm big on the church standard. I'm big on the the people of God. I believe the, that the church is responsible for the condition that America's in right now. You know, it's like we've got to do our job. And I'm telling you right now, uh, just like Troy said in the beginning, we've got to take social media extremely seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, we, we've got to. And but the one thing we can't afford to do is not take the voices of young people seriously. So with that being said. You were in school during COVID, right? Oh yeah. No, but you. No, you weren't. I, I graduated the year before. Oh, so you lucked out, but still, yeah. it's still about the voices being not heard. Mm-hmm. So, how do you like? How did COVID, that whole situation, like, make you see America, the church, all that stuff, or were you just like, okay, well, whatever? Well, for me, it was. Uh, I was still working because I was considered an essential worker. I had a shop and we didn't see, we saw a lot of slowdown in business. Mm-hmm. 90% of our day was sitting on our butts doing nothing and getting paid for it. <laughs> and we weren't even getting paid well. Wow. Um, and it was just, it blew my mind to see how quickly everybody followed what people were saying. Yeah. It was really like it was, it was just one of those like, "Hey, you need this." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then they became to do anything anywhere. It did happen. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Were you were you surprised to see when the when they you know people were like hey, we got to shut down our churches and things like that? You know, were you surprised to see that as well? Well, unfortunately, I, that was before I really dove into church. Yeah. So, but that was that was about the time for me when everything started rolling downhill in my life. Um, and so, COVID just accentuated the isolation. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and this, right, right. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, I break up with this person, and then I'm alone in my apartment for the next two and a half years, where. I got no one to talk to. Yeah. No one to kind of socialize with except for people at work who in all reality don't really care about you know how you are. Yeah. You're they're just there for a paycheck. Yeah. You want to know what bothers me? Uh you, you bring up the dating situation. And I I 
I don't like that older people are dismissive with younger people's relationships. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, there's other fish in the sea. And it's like, but I love this fish. And, you know, mm-hmm. you guys are not acknowledging that. So, so this, you know, and to me, the school system, like when you see people dating in schools, like, hey, guys, you're dealing with real human emotions. Mm-hmm. Let's not be reckless with each other. Emotion? Yeah. <laughs> she said emotions. Shots What's fired. that? <laughs> uh, but but she's not kidding. Uh, she's really working on her. Just like you know. Uh, but 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 seriously, I, I do got to say that I believe that we do need to talk about dating uh, in, in in the church uh, in different phases. You know, like, like even in the fifth grade, it's like, hey, we need to have this conversation about dating. Why? Because when you get your heart wrapped into someone, oh, dude, it's hard. Yeah, and it's and it's easy to make you afraid to fall in love again. Mm-hmm. That that's how I was after you know the two year span that I have been in now. Um, it was just a spiral of like, how am I ever going to replace that hole that I made, and you know that person took. Yeah, now, I don't regret anything that's ever happened to me or yeah. any situation. I wish her the best. You know, my thing is I want to make sure I'm okay before I screw up someone else's life. Right. That's the key. Yeah, yeah and, and that's what I tell you. I'm like, hey man, you're a little crazy. I need you to <laughs> the bad the bad thing is is like when it's the firsts. Oh, the first heartbreak. Oh, and this is I want to talk to the ladies real quick. Ladies, while you're figuring things out. And we've already given you our hearts. And I don't care if you are 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. When a boy gives you his he doesn't even know. Hey, maybe, I should, maybe I should hold on to this. I might need this for the rest of my life. No, they're like, oh, I'm in love. Here, take my heart. Take yeah. And then you're like, no, I just want to stab at it. This is gonna, <laughs> you grab a little pencil and start stabbing at the guy's head. Once you're done, whatever you give him back, he's going to protect. He's going to be like, I, I, I don't ever want to feel that pain again. Well, it's like, well. You saw how that ended. Right. Let's not do that again. And and because it it you know it, it re- like falling in love is scary. Very much. It's like jumping off of a cliff. Jumping off of a cliff with a concrete, no parachute, mm-hmm. is safer than falling in love. <laughs> falling in love is so much scarier. It's, it's like, you know, and, and here's the thing is that we don't escape it because we all want it. Mm-hmm. It's all that earn and crave for it that everybody wants, yeah. but nobody knows how to keep anymore. I think this is the real reason why we've got to make God our first love because mm-hmm. that's the only real safety that we have. And then it's like, okay, I can bounce back from yep. this. But when that relationship with a, with a human being is your first you know connection that's your first contact of love and then you watch how they rip your heart out and step on it and then do a couple backflips put it in the microwave uh for four hours uh that's that hurt is weird mm-hmm. and 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 i remember i remember telling my dad i can't breathe he's like boy if you don't shut up <laughs> yeah it's funny because i'm pretty sure you know grandpa he didn't get his heart broken because his first Love was grandma. Yeah, my mom, so my, my mom, they've been years old. Yeah, yeah, they right. they so he probably yeah. wouldn't even understand. Yeah, and, 
and my parents are super old, <laughs> super old. You know, they've been in love for a long time, but but it's so funny because they just they kind of just watch me go, man, that guy's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but 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 you know, the, we we learn about love from these love songs and music. It's like, oh, I want to feel that. There's literally a song in the '80s. That goes like, I want to know what love is. And we all grew up listening, like, oh, I can't wait to find more. Show me. Yeah, I want to know. I want to feel what love is. Yo, I love the 80s music. It always sounds like you're on the toilet. I want to know what love is. (laughs) But but here's the thing is that that's because love is a part of the human experience. And it's just like, if we don't have God first, Jeez. And I'm somebody glad. gets that territory. Yeah, I'm glad you always compromise that, you know, for God first. And you know, well, that's mainly because account. of the fact that uh, you know, I was just like, I don't ever want you guys to feel, you know, the, the you know what I mean? Thank God we have it, but yet. Yeah, she said yet. No one escapes. But, you know, yeah, because you know, when you listen, folks, here's what I do know where we can take some of the pressure off. It's pretty much a guarantee that humans are going to disappoint you. Yeah. That's pretty solid. You know, it's like you get a job, the job's going to do what's best for business. Are you going to say, but I gave 20 years to this job? They're like, oh, we paid you for it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, where have we been? So just build a new future. Well, the problem is I'm 90. You know what I mean? So like life gets weird. So, so at some point we have to accept the fact that it's like, when it comes down to really caring about us, no one, no husband, no wife, no child, no mother and father are going to care for you better than God. You know, does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's the weird part. Is that we keep want to put a like God is the one that's caring for us. We're like, wait, hold on, God, listen, I'll, I promise I'll talk to you tomorrow, but I want to spend more time with this person, or I'm going to work hard at this stuff. And I think about, ugh, I get choked up when I think about how we can reject yeah. God when He's the one that's like, no one loves us more. Like He's always thinking about me. I mean, I'm saying not you. He's thinking about me all the time. Yeah. And then. Is the only person that can equally think about you yeah. and, and you. It's just like, so I can have God all to myself, mm-hmm. and so can you, and so can you. And and rejecting Him is so scary. Oh, dude! Because when I was a uh, middle school, I did the the kind of the young or not young life, the wildlife, where it's like in the mornings on Fridays you go in, have fun for like forty minutes, and then for the last 10, 15 minutes you know, talk about Jesus. I went to the summer camps. I accepted Jesus into my life for the first time. Um, and after that, I never, I don't think I understood what I was taking on. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, in my head, I'm like, I'm doing this just to have fun. But once I started realizing it throughout high school, I'm like, I went through this. Yeah. I don't want this. In my head, I'm like this. They, I'm I'm going with the flow kind of thing, whereas like I, I'm, I don't want to be part of that group because of the judgment that I had seen previously in my life. Mm-hmm. And so, once I started doing the youth group, 
is where I met, you know, Miss Chris and everything like that. <laughs> she's a trip. She, oh, I love her to death. Keeps it really real. Oh, yeah. She'll tell you when she's wrong or when you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Go ahead. But she, uh, she was the one who found me again in the gas station parking lot after my senior year of high school when everything started. Or no, I'm sorry. This past year and a half ago. And she was like, you're coming to church. <laughs> that sounds like her. Yeah. yeah. She didn't ask. No, she, no, she, it was like, this ain't a coincidence. Yeah. Like we always say, there's no coincidence. Yeah. You were ordained to come and be a part of our family. Absolutely. That, that's what I see Refresh as is a big family. It's not necessarily a church per se. Yeah. It's a huge family. It gives, yeah. It's like I have a second family there. Yeah, that's it does feel like it really does. Yeah, and, and uh, I know that that's not easy for this generation to really understand because our families have been so uh, attacked, mm -hmm. the idea of family. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you know, it becomes more like, I'm going to do my time <laughs> with you people. It's like, let me get my 18 years of trial yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, and I'm specifically talking about Faith because she's ready to jump ship and join the army. She yeah, was like, I need, 100%. yeah, she was like, I need stability. And she's <laughs> like, and, and, you know, uh, I can take Jesus into the army, yeah, chapel's assistant, yeah. <laughs> right? But you know, what I think what I think what happens is is that when, when again, this is why decisions are so important, right. This is why, because technically, we're the ones that let people in. Yeah. So our reality technically looks like the way we painted it. You know what I mean? Technically, whoever entered into our lives, like technically, we did that to we ourselves. Did ourselves yeah. like, you know, uh, when I think about who I could have hung around and things I could have done, it was just like. But those guys are boring with their education. With their education. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, they're boring. Now they're masters of the universe. And I'm like, oh, how I long for the. <laughs> you know, Excuse me, so I invite. Yeah, like, I go find them on Facebook. They immediately block me. Yeah, hey, that's, that was the guy that was always joking in school. He didn't, he didn't do his homework. You know? I'm like, I'm sorry I tried to cheat off your paper. I should have studied. I've learned. Please like me on Facebook. <laughs> I know. We know where you are, brother. But, but, but you know, it, 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 the, 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 we've got to learn how to value ourselves enough to genuinely know how to compartmentalize people. Like, you guys will be friends, uh, but I'm not going to allow this influence yeah. into my life uh you guys can be family but i'm not because see the, the, the issue is the people that are closest to us have access to our minds and yeah. our hearts mm -hmm. you know what i mean you got little strings How? and they know which strings to go Whoop. oh yeah mm -hmm. they know oh, yeah. which buttons to push mm -hmm. you know mm. let me ask you this how do you handle negativity me i just but let me know, like, like, have you no. just been around a negative person? Oh, yeah. The person who I used to live by, my pet, one of my friends in high school, uh, and I moved next to him. He was, that family was my old drinking spot. Right. And after a while, after I spent more time with him and more time in that house, 
I just saw how negative every little thing was. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, as or after I went to the church and started going there and after I got baptized, I started realizing in my head, I'm like, I got to find something better. I can't surround myself anymore. Oh, it's dude, it's so real. And so made the decision. It's like, all right, I'm going to move back with my parents for a little while and kind of get back on my feet because yeah. I'm, I'm gracious enough that they led me back in their house. Yes. Um, I moved out when I was fresh 18. Yeah. Like yeah. straight, like not even a couple months after I turned 18, I was like, mm -hmm. have a good one. Super <laughs> humble of you, though, because starting yeah. over is is uh, is not something that people like to just do. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, I'll tell you. But I will say moving out was probably one of the best things for the relationship between me and my father. Mm. The time because seeing him every day mm. is the, the repetition of just, you know, the interaction is the same. I And moving out. And getting that space away where we're not arguing 24 7. it made me appreciate him more for what he tried to do for my child right right and so now i go to a four-day rock festival with him every year you know i that's cool and i'm just like he surprised me last year um he was right on the front rail with me for everything and i'm just like all right old man <laughs> right right <laughs> like, right that he brought out his uh his old uh beastie boys and motley crew day <laughs> yeah 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 i get it but you know again those relationships are extremely valuable i think that america has america has become more of a, a mall the mall of america the mall of america yeah. Than a place for families to, to develop, we become like batteries, like worker bees. Yeah. How do you know? And and we and we're longing for family. We're longing for those relationships. So, where there's this like this rush to get out of the house, it's like no, let's stay. Let's figure this family thing out, and let's be that. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna be somebody's father one day. You're gonna be somebody's, you know, uh, you know everything they're like they're, they're gonna learn life from you your children are gonna learn life from you and you want to be able to to give them something that you can cherish i, I i'm big on legacy uh not just because of the guilt trip value that i get to bring on my children whenever, whenever they do something wrong i can be like in the future you'll remember this <laughs> when i'm in my coffin remember <laughs> Uh, I, I, I can't do it too much because Faith's starting to get immune to it. I'm like, oh, yeah. and I'm like, when well, I'm in the coffin, she's like, I'll give you a really nice coffin, though. Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> I think you tried to pull that today. I was like, I'll give you a hug. You tried. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta preserve my guilt trip bullets. Uh -huh. uh, but but I think that we we gotta cherish relationships mm -hmm. because. At the end of the day, we are going to be judged like on, on what kind of brother we were, what kind of father we were. Like, you know, yeah, were we good in relate? Because, dude, relationships. I want to tell everybody this: relationship is so important. I'm going to pull this up real quick. I want you to check this out. This is this is the beginning in Genesis 12. This is how crazy this is. So this whole call to Abraham thing. Uh, Genesis 12, it says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, which is weird because there's a separation from family. 
goes, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house. So there's a separation of family. He goes, and I will make a great nation. I will make uh, make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse those uh, curse him that curse thee. And these, this in verse three is, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Mm-hmm. He's literally saying, let me separate you from your family, what you know about family. I'm going to build you a family, just like you talked mm-hmm. about the church home. I'm going to build you a family, and through you, all families of the earth are going to be wow. blessed. Yeah. This is the whole plan from the beginning was to reconcile families. Mm-hmm. You know, and you go, wow. So I mean, what's scary is that we're only in Genesis 12, what we're talking about. Yeah. So <laughs> from Genesis 1 to 12, families have already been demolished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's going, I mean, don't forget, Adam and Eve, yeah. Cain and Eve, Cain and Abel, we got a brother, Achilles. So this concept of family was always God's idea. You know, like, you know, and so here's where it gets creepy. A lot of people ask, what is my purpose in life? This is, and, 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 and when God showed me the answer, it was terrifying. That that's the answer was to be his family, and it's just like what greater motive for God to create us in His image? That by itself was the message that He wanted a family, and we're such we're we look at family because of the way we've been trained as someone we can use is more like there you are my resource you're my resource like no. You are my mother. You are my father. You are my brother. You are my friend. These are powerful words. Yeah. You're my friend. You know, there's a, there's relationship there. And I think disappointment makes you start to alter the value of that. Yeah. Especially when you let the wrong people in, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, have you... At 22 and 18, I still think one of those, one of the hardest things that we can feel is betrayal. Oh, yeah. it's it's like betrayal and disappointment go hand in hand. Oh, dude, yeah. you know, Left and right. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and it's Fight. so easy to just say, you know what, I'm done with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And now you're not living life because now you're living life to avoid disappointment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stagnant. Yeah. And I'm so glad I got to go to Refresh Church and I'm go- well, still going and everything and planning on still going for as long as I can because I was right there. <laughs> I was right there at 18. I was right there. And then God put Refresh. You were right. I'm, back. It's the I'm same. back in the circle, yeah. I did the same. It was the same thing mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, it's it's a weird place. Because uh, you're like, my kids aren't going to disappoint me. Yes, they are. My wife, my husband's not going to disappoint me. Yes, they will. My friends aren't going to disappoint me. So it, escaping, I'm like, who do we think we are that we don't get to be disappointed when this whole yeah. thing didn't work out for God? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, God's like, wait, so you actually thought, I'll never forget when I started really coming at the church real hard and I'm like preaching against, like the church needs to do this, the church needs to do that. And God's like, 
So what do you need to do? Well, we're not talking about that right now, Lord. We're talking about yeah. what the church needs to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, well, dude, what are you doing to make things better? Telling everybody what's wrong with the church. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, aren't you the church? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the good parts. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, what had happened was, oh man, and it's just like, wait, you gotta have patience for the church. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think not. Yeah, you know, it's like there's people involved. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then it's like, you gotta forgive the church. What? Mm -hmm. Oh, because there's people involved. Yeah. You know. And then it's just like, the but isn't the relationship? <laughs> you know that I, I can forgive the building. <laughs> oh no. Oh. That's a nice break. That was a nice break. Laugh again, Ricky. Ricky. You know, uh, but so let's let's deal with that. How, how, what's your interpretation on forgiveness? Oof. Yeesh. Not for not in forgiveness is not forgetting, but it's like not holding that grudge or that burden anymore. Turn away, turn away. Oh, it's it's not forgetting, but it's not holding that burden on your shoulders anymore and like that grudge where every time you see that person or you know that group of people, you don't have something spiteful to think or say. Mm -hmm. So I think that's when when that's gone, that's when the forgiveness has started. Man, it sounded so good. However, no, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just, the yeah, yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's just one of those things. Mm -hmm. What about you, man? <laughs> it's, it's hard. Man. It's forgiveness is just a wild, wild thing because, like you said, it was like it's so easy to talk about it and mm -hmm. say like, "Oh yeah, I forgive you," but deep down in your heart, I'm like. I really don't like you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that was but, brutally honest but, um i just try to go day by day and be like look you know i can't fault them for being you know human yeah and humans make mistakes and it's, that's why i try to live just yeah you said something stupid <laughs> I'm gonna let that slide, yeah. right? You know, but there's also got to be a certain, you know, time where you're like, "All right, I can't let this slide anymore." Yeah, it's like I forgive you, but I can't be around you anymore yeah. because of these issues that you're bringing upon yeah. me. You, you, you. I think that that you're right, and, and we've got to encourage people to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just like, well, if you're going to make the decision to have someone who's repeatedly hurt you in, in their life, in your life, then no longer make it about them. It's like, yeah, I know what you're going to do. Um, I see this pattern. I see this pattern. And it's just like, yeah, it's like, are you going to accept them the way they are or not? And you have a right to do that. Do you know what I mean? I think sometimes that believers were we were afraid to disappoint God. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so then we think, oh well, if if I don't let this person stay in my life who's constantly hurting me, then I'm betraying God. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, no, you're okay with protecting yourself. It's okay. You know, just make sure you know what I think about that my car, I have the, the 
I can unlock my car from here mm -hmm. because there's something attached to my car and my keychain. And like even my phone, I can open the door and even start the car because there's that app. And it's like when you have unforgiveness in you, that's something still connected to you. And, and, and usually the people that you need to forgive have already moved on. Mm -hmm. And you're the one carrying that. But that's why it's such a tricky thing. Uh, forgiveness is such a tricky subject. Uh, because we don't want to be hurt. So we justify being offended. Which the scripture actually does say that it's easier to win a city yeah. than it is to win a brother offended. Yeah. yeah. So I do think we absolutely need to be careful how we treat people, but we also need to be more defining on how we let people treat us. Yeah. We can't let people steamroll us. Yeah, you can't. You can't. As a matter of fact, I'd go as far as saying we have to pay attention to how we teach people how to treat us. Mm -hmm. We've got to value ourselves. Like, I'm not going to let you put me in a fence. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you not to do this anymore. Yeah. I'm going to ask you not to make these kind of jokes about me. Yeah. When you hurt me, I, I, it's, I have to let you know that you yeah. hurt me so that I don't end up in unforgiveness. Yeah. So we've got to be able to speak up for ourselves where I think most people have taken approach that, you know, oh, I'm being too sensitive. No, if someone's hurt you, learn how to communicate it. You know, I mean, even then, that's that's sometimes difficult to do because you're in that time and place where it's like everybody's offended. Yeah. Oh my god. And it's like you don't want to bring that like that hate upon yourself by like, mm -hmm. look, this is how I feel. Don't yeah. hate me for how I feel. I'm just trying to let you know so that we can be, you know. Titus yeah. thieves again. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Don't be a crybaby, but just be assertive and just, yeah. you know, don't be a crybaby. But we'll see, and that, that's where I think the, the, the power that the church has, since God put us in charge of like, like, hey, guide my people in how to treat each other. Mm -hmm. So we have such a platform where we can talk about the things that our society has kind of told us don't matter, but we get, our culture gets to be cultivating family like yeah. hey you know uh i remember this this is how serious it is i remember my friends we were all laughing and one of my friends dude you're so stupid and i was like oh my god he thinks i'm stupid you know what i mean and i i i just like you know kept laughing being silly and then i tried to get serious and then everyone's like, oh, no, dude, say what you said before. The next thing you know, I had to play the stupid guy. You had to be the role. I had to, I had to be the role. And so then it was like, oh, no, I'm trapped in this character, and I can't get out because everybody thinks that I'm supposed to always be this guy. So and then the year in your book, Class Clown. As I graduated name. Class Clown. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it was just like, oh, yeah, that. That's not good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like but, funny at the time. But then you grow up. Because you don't want that yeah. memory. You don't want to be remembered like that. Well, here's what ends up happening. I remember saying, okay, so these people see me like this, right? So then I form another group where I'm somebody else. Mm -hmm. And then I form another group where somebody, well, my parents did not know that I had done this. So I had all these different groups of people all over. So on my 16th birthday, my parents were very involved. So what do they do? They just invite my friends 
to the birthday party. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm mixing I groups. No, I, 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 right. I've purposely, like, to, to my white friends, I was the token black guy. <laughs> 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 yeah, like, yeah, like, 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 whoa, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, you guys were supposed to mix the flavors. Yeah. You know, and so now it's like, oh my God. I remember feeling like the pressure when I walked in and everybody was like, surprise, who are they? And what ended up happening was so cool because I also graduated the most individualistic from this particular event. And it was weird. I also graduated the most talkative. Hi, I have a four hour radio show yeah. for the last 20 years. 20, like 20 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So check this out. So I created all these different groups of people. I could be different people to different people. So, uh, to my church friends, I was like super Jesus, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, you know, to my gangs, it was like yo, what's up, you know. And, and, like, and then to my wife, it was like, hey, bro. So I had all these different personalities that I created in these different groups with, and it also. But when my parents had the surprise birthday party, they all show up, and at first I was embarrassed, mm -hmm. but then I felt this sense of freedom. Like, so you don't have to hide that anymore. Now I can just be me. All those and I can confess that I love everybody. Yeah. And I do. It's like, I'm black and I like Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. I'm black and I listen to metal. It was great. It was just, yeah. well, the craziest thing happens so there's that Friday that I had the birthday party. That Monday, like, the thugs are dating the goss and the no. preps are dating the skateboarders and it was just like this unity happened and it's all because of you know, right right <laughs> yeah but it, it was such a good feeling because there was this shame that i felt mm -hmm. you know if you cross oh you can't listen to this music because that's what white people do you can't do this you know and i was just like man that's not who i am have you ever felt that pressure that that society wanted you to be something else. Did you ever feel that? Oh yeah. Uh, going through high school, I was kind of the same way where you just, you mingle with everybody. But certain people you act a different way with because you kind of conform to how they're acting. Right. And yeah. you know, it just makes it easier to kind of blend in per se. Yep. No, yeah, and the member um, had his friend, and I used to wear the coming some juice shirts to school all the time. The beginning, of, <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of high school, and like the first two months, she was like, "Why don't you wear something different?" Like she would do it in a nice way, and she was like, "Why don't you wear something different tomorrow? Like why don't we match or whatever? Wear something purple and don't wear the coming some juice shirts." And I was like, "Okay." And then the next day, I came in with the Vina Pronto shirt, which is coming soon in Spanish. So I, was like, I didn't wear the coming some juice shirt. I wear the Vienna Pronto shirt, so and it was purple. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think he was not I, happy with me. Though. I think that that's what God does. Is he call that's what he, but he calls us out. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, don't conform. Like, be 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 unique. Be unique. Yeah, that's one of my favorite words. Is unique. Is yeah. everybody has its own sense of uniqueness. Yeah. Right. And like I was saying earlier today, you know, being normal is overrated. Yeah. Right. Because being normal means you lose your identity. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's a struggle for people. It's like, you know what I mean? Let's really look at social media. It's like, I can't feel like I am important because I only have 25 likes or, yeah. or I'm going to feel super important. Like, 
I cannot imagine, but I know that this is how people think, and I, they, they hate it when I talk about reality. Uh, it was like, do you know how important I am? I got 5,000 friends on Facebook, bro. <laughs> do you understand? And don't look at the bank account. Don't do that. Don't look at my life. Don't look at my loneliness and my hurt and my depression and all this stuff. But I got 5,000 friends. My you, social media is blowing you know, up. My social media is blowing up. And most of them are from Nigeria and India. <laughs> I didn't and, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Russia and a couple bots. But, you know, just look at the numbers. Yeah. You know, and, and I think we've become very superficial about that. And we need to get back. But how many authentic relationships do you have? Because if you have authentic relationships, you can't just be there like you can't just say I, I think what's scary is how abused the word friend has become oh yeah when i was in high school i considered everybody a friend oh. and i was that nice person to everybody who would always you know i was the yes man like all right yeah let's do it and but then i situations happen and then you start to realize and start to pick, pick, pick people out and you're like they wouldn't do the same that I did. For oh, dude, it's the worst. Yeah. And so then you really start to feed or realize who your actual friends and who your actual like best friends are. Yeah. Yeah. That's so me being crazy on Facebook. This is this dude, this you know, this is kind of how the show is. So I say a lot of stuff that people say, Oh, you shouldn't say this, you shouldn't say that. And I'll watch the numbers drop. Like, oh, I can't believe Duke said this. I can't believe that Duke's this, you know. Uh, I can't believe that you know, Duke's Duke acting like this. Or I thought too many people were saying that's like you, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, the same yeah, way. Right, right, right. He ain't changed. He hasn't changed. I met him yeah. a month and a half ago. I'm like, this man's my type. This man's my people. And here's what happens, right? So I'm looking at all these people who I call play it safe, right? These pastors up here. One thing I noticed about Pastor Thomas when i'm having these ups and having these downs and he's watching it because i've gone straight slam crazy on facebook like you people nah, 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 nah. i'm yelling and screaming and you'll watch passes like, okay so depending on how things work out we're just gonna go ahead and delete and then if everything works out we'll send him a new friend request or something like that pastor thomas since he's known me has always been there you know what i mean it's like whoa you're not ashamed of me you know, when I when I'm acting like a, a nutcase, uh, which happens, uh, especially when, if you watch too much of the news or you you know, uh, you know, because uh, I'm a passionate person, so I kind of wear my emotions on my my uh, sleeves. And you know, the 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 reality is when you have somebody that's willing to speak their mind, they can get it. I'm like the the. Christian Kanye in a way, you know, like, we don't know what he'll say. He's on stage. Oh God, just pray. Don't, 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 just, just pray that he doesn't make a fool out of himself. And I, and, and I you know, here's the thing is that, um, it, it, I'm not a shot jock, but, but the point is I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that my image is so important that I can't say what God is saying. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately I know that there's someone else feeling it. So when I say that we need to do a better job at how we treat each other, there's a real legitimate reason for that. And that real legitimate reason, one, I'll, I'll say this. 
when we're not careful with people, we cause people to care less. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which and, and, and we're, when when people become careless, they start to care less. Mm-hmm. And once that numbness kicks in, you now have a, a human being walking around who's numb inside because they have been mishandled. You're almost there. <laughs> you're almost there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and, and this is, and, and, but your testimony is so powerful of the church because your testimony of the church genuinely is like I was, I was headed towards numbness, and then I found life. You know what I mean? And I, first of all, I love the name refresh because of the fact that oh, it's, it's like giving, it's like refreshing, and yeah. it's also like giving church a chance again. Oh yeah, dude. That, that's why when I, I've only been before refresh, I'd only been to church like services maybe twice in my life. Right. The entirety of my 20 years of existence before I started, or 21 years of existence before I started refresh, it was just all I saw was judgment and, you know, do this, do this, do this, you know, you can't say this, you can't do this, you know, you have to follow by these rules. And I'm like, I was here for a long time. Like, yeah, I get it. But when you say not here, how can you eat your? You can't have any pudding if you, you don't, don't eat, eat your meat. meat. You can't have any pudding if you don't eat your meat. That's all I heard. Mr. Floyd. Yeah, but you and you're exactly right. And once I stepped into refresh, it was like, I don't have to wear a suit. Yeah. I right. can come in my normal streetwear, and you know, I can be relaxed with these people. I. I don't have to necessarily participate. I can be there in the presence of God and just be there. Yeah. And, and, and because ultimately you want the compelling from God. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, like faith, you in there is just like, okay, we're going to try this church, do yeah. a church thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only because of the disappointment that she's yeah. experienced, right? So then we go there, and then I watched the compelling happen. Then it was just like, Dad, I want to be there now. Yeah. I, like I, you know, even to the point where they were like, Dad, you know, it's been great working with you, but this is my church home now, and I'm going to fulfill these duties as I have a church home. And I'm like, Whoa, let's go! But yeah, because because before it's almost like, Oh, you know, what happens if like the fact that they can say, Dad. You know, this is just as important as what we're doing. Like, this is part of it. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I'm like, so when she says, oh, there's a women's meeting I have to be at, I'm like, I take that just as seriously as, hey, we've got to travel here. we got to do that. Because um, being a part of community is so important. And I think it's community is part of culture. It's part of our... I, it's part of our makeup and we're not supposed to do life alone, man. No. And, and it's, it, if you try it, it's so hard. Yeah. You just by yourself, like without God, knowing without God. Yeah. And without other people to help you just do day to day things. It's like, you're just left there with your thoughts. Oh, and that is one of the scariest, scariest places. places. Yeah. yeah. Is being alone with your thoughts in a dark room by yourself in the silence. Yeah, 
You know, uh, I don't like the, it's just like racism. There's this ageism as well, right? Mm -hmm. And so I saw this guy sit on a bench one day and he had to be like 80 something years old. And I just go up to him and say, hey man, how's your day going, right? And he kind of just looks at me in this weird way. I go, I said, oh, you must be have hard of hearing. I said, how's your day? And he goes, um, um. And I'll never forget that clearness. Throat. He goes, um, you're talking to me. And I was like, yeah, how's your day going? He goes, good. I didn't even know you could see me. My heart just exploded. Like, oh, my God. He was just people watching because everyone's so busy that they didn't notice yeah. you know, the, the old guy. And and I think that that's what we do to our elders as well. Sometimes like I, I, while I'm building my life, I don't have time for others. And it's like, you know, and I want to say this to everybody out there, you know, always when you see somebody elderly or just, you know, whether you, even if they're married or whatever, always just let people know you see them. Nobody should feel like they're invisible. You know what I mean? And, and the reason why I never, there was a chicken, <laughs> but it, uh, I, the, on the flip side, I saw this 80 year old couple, right? The reason why I know they're married since I, I, asked, I asked them once we got to know each other. The husband was taking track, like balling up the, the straw wrapper, balling it up. And just talking to his wife while he was throwing it at her. <laughs> <laughs> and it was getting her. She was like, Will you stop being stupid? And she pulled out of her head and she's throwing it back. And you know, and then just, and he was just like, What? Like while he's throwing it, he's like, What am I doing? She's like, You're being annoying, you're a brat. And they're just picking at each other. Man, and I'm man, like, yeah. dude, they're so in love with each oh, other. Yeah. You could see the love. Yeah. And and so me, me, me being inappropriate, like I'm just like, so I walk over to him, I was like, first of all, I gotta say, that is the most adorable thing that I've seen. And, he, and the guy's like, what? You know, and I'm like, like you guys actually picking at each other. And she was just like, he's so immature, he's been annoying. She's like, but well, he'll be with Jesus soon. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, you know, I did. He was just like, well, at least I'll be with Jesus. <laughs> you know, they were taking shots at each other. Oh I was like, God. you guys are what it's supposed to be. Like, you guys are hilarious. They're laughing with each other. They're, and then they told me the story. Like, they lost their kids. And they were like, but we couldn't lose our joy. So they, they outlived their own kids. Mm, that's and, hard to put a child in a coffin. Dude. And, 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 to, and to be determined... To not lose your joy, mm -hmm. bro. They, I mean, they're in love. Like I'm watching them in love, and I'm pretty sure there's a whole bunch of more stories that they could have told. But the fact that they protected their love for each other, this is how I know we're not supposed to do life alone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I I saw another TikTok where this guy's best friend sent him a video wishing him a happy birthday. He didn't know that he was actually there. Mm -hmm. And the guy comes around him and gives him a hug. After he watches the video of his friend, he comes around and gives him a hug and says, I love you, brother. And he looks and they just start bawling. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's what the enemy is trying to get us to lose hope in. That there are authentic relationships that you can trust the church. You know what I mean? Like he wants to take that away from us. 
and we can't let that happen you know you got the older generation not trusting the younger generation the younger generation being dismissive of the older generation and god is asking us to step above that and say make sure people feel loved Mm -hmm. tell them about me make sure that that people know that they're loved you know uh I think that's even when you start looking at even in Hollywood, right? Everyone's starting to chase after money mm-hmm. because it's like, surely if I have money, people will love yeah. me. But it's the love of money that they're really chasing. They're right. not looking for a relationship. They're just looking for what the money can get them. Yeah. And I hate money, man. <laughs> I hate money. It's a necessity, but it's, yeah. in my opinion, it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. It's money. Because it, it is a necessity. Yes. Yeah. Like, well, because yeah. it, 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 I know it's exactly what you're talking about. It's it's so seductive. As a matter of fact, uh, if we go and look, and I'm glad you said that, if we go and look at Mark chapter 4, uh, let's see if I can find it. Just trying to show you we're not making it up. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. Mark chapter 4. Uh, let's see here. It's 2, 1, 2. All right, so Mark, is it almost over? <laughs> no, it's not. The kingdom of God. Okay, so uh, Mark chapter four, and the same day, uh, what verse is it? And he said to them, Know ye not this parable? Okay, here it is. He says, and he said unto them, Take heed that you, you hear that the measure. Nope, that's not it. I know it's Mark chapter four. He goes, and he said, so is the kingdom of God. If a man should cast into the ground and she'll sleep. Nope, that's not it. I'm going to find it, folks. And these are they which are sown. Okay, yeah, here it is. And these are they which are sown amongst uh, thorns, such as hear the word of God and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Mm-hmm. And the deceit, Mark chapter 4, verse uh, actually, just read the whole chapter. It, it's it's actually where Jesus explains the mystery of the kingdom of God. And one of the things he says is that there's going to be a group of people that receive the word of God, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches, and it says, and the lust of other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Mm-hmm. So the love of money can actually choke the word of God in you. Now, what sucks about choking, have you ever choked before? It's like, I'm surrounded by air and can't have it. Yeah. You're like, like what? You know, you're like, you're looking at everyone else breathing. It's like, it must be nice. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, it's, oh, it's such a horrible feeling. Choking is such a horrible feeling. But this is the... The Bible is telling us what can actually choke the word of God. And so when you say, I hate money, I'm like, I know what you're talking about. Because you you watch it change people. It changes the relationship between people so fast. Yeah. And it's like, that's one of the, that's one of the conversations I just refuse to have with people is about money. And I've seen it destroy people's lives right it's like i know i'm still relatively young but it's i've seen so many people the drive for money has taken over relationship yeah their relationships their their even their life it's 
like all they do is go for money and never actually enjoy what life has to offer. Oh, because because it, it, it is it's deceiving. It is a mm -hmm. deceitful thing. Uh, this idea you can't be happy without money. But then you go, what, what, we, what, what do you say? Like, we do live in a society where you need money, right? Absolutely. And that's why I'm like, guys, when Jesus said you can gain the whole world and lose your soul, mm -hmm. he never said you, could gain, you, you couldn't gain the whole world and keep it. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you've got to keep God first. Yeah. It's prioritizing. Uh, Kurt FM, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, like, like, we'll play a couple songs. We'll be right back. All right. And to our social media audience, we are still here with you. Uh, we're just playing a couple songs on the radio so that people don't get annoyed by hearing my voice too long. <laughs> but but uh, it's so funny that at such a young age where society would totally be aiming at you, right? Like, you should love money. You should be chasing after money. You should be... Get that man. Yeah. Get that. Get that. Yeah, that's the thing. But what... How did you dodge that desire? Because I mean, especially with that, you know, the, the fear of the future and it's like, oh, I've, I've got to be rich. I've got to be. I, like, how did you avoid that 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 bullet? I think for me, it was music and love for live music. I like. I just. I love doing these things where it's like, I want to make other people have that experience with me. So it's like money, I just, here, take it. You know, you want to go on, go to a concert? Yeah, sure, come on with me. Or experiences, that's what I love to do. And it's like, I don't care about having millions and millions of dollars. I just want to make sure I have enough to where I can help other people have an experience. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's where the, the magic and the beauty of life it really was supposed to be that it was supposed to be this experience it was supposed to be you know this what and we turned it in we, we we're trying to industrialize life now mm -hmm. and it drains the beauty of it Just go to school <laughs> you know get a job make money yeah get a family ruin the family by getting more money <laughs> <laughs> right and, and 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 i think that we we use material things to cover up our need for relationship it's like oh look at this mansion that i have i have 42 rooms but none of them are occupied. and it's like and i've been lonely in 42 of them yeah mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like i switch each night you know yeah. <laughs> right experience. right it's so experience. <laughs> <laughs> get experience each one differently yeah. they all got a different aesthetic yeah <laughs> So, so, you know, what would you what do you say to a person who uh, is is dealing with that numbness right now, where they're like, "Look, guys, I hear what you're saying, but I got my heart stomped on, whether it was through betrayal of a friendship, betrayal of a family member, betrayal of, or it's just like I see what's happening, and it, it, you guys, it I can't." be around people i need to i think pastor thomas addressed that a little bit today he was just like hey you know if you don't like people maybe you should oh, be yeah. the door greeter you know yeah. but but what do you guys say to someone who's challenged by they they are considering isolating right now what, what do you say to them um 
She's like, it's hard because I get it. I get it. But yeah. the other, the person who hurt you were stopping you from or like made that personality like in you come out that where you don't want to be around people where you you have trust issues they're living their life and they're like they're not thinking about you they're still doing what they're doing or doing what they have to do and making friends or whatever living and you're not and, <laughs> right, and, right. And, that. And, and then you're letting them affect you mm-hmm. by you're letting them win basically so and it's and people don't see it. Sometimes we don't see it like that. But if you let this this thing that happened to you like affect your entire life for the rest of your life, while this person is still living, doing what they want to do, where they have to do to survive, like even though they did you wrong, and you're just you're, you're gonna throw your whole life away because of that one moment that's passed. And 20 years later, you're stuck in that moment. But they're not. They don't even remember you. That's a good word. Don't give a moment momentum. Yeah. What what do you got? Honestly, what got me personally through it was going back to this, going, going back to God and getting into this church and getting plugged in to something that I enjoyed doing that I had lost. Like playing music and the guitar was a therapy for me. It's like that's what got me through a lot of the stuff, but then I stopped touching it. It's like I'll practice tomorrow, or you know, I'll listen to some music tomorrow, but it'll be depressing music and it's sad music. Ah, but getting back to the church and actually starting to play and practice and using my guitar more, it gave me that hope that it's like, all right, things are going to be better. Yeah, you know, you know, when I hear this, when I hear you talk, I'm hearing let God heal your heart because there's nothing wrong with being wounded, but there's something wrong with staying wounded. Mm -hmm. Because when you stay wounded, that's when infection comes in. Mm -hmm. It's like your leg's broken and you keep putting like, I don't know, bugs or grease and like that oil in it. It's like you're not, you're not properly dressed. Yeah. Like you're, you're not cleaning it. You're just, yeah. you're just leaving it sit. Yeah. And you're not yeah. taking care of it. And, and, and then, you know, here's the thing is that infection spreads. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, so now, now we talk about have you ever been around a negative person? Usually that's a person that didn't allow healing to take place. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I think I was my negative person. Yeah, that's the hard one. Is mm-hmm. you could you are your worst enemy. Yeah, your I mind is your worst enemy. Oh worst man, enemy. that so. that is the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> no one will hurt you more mm-hmm. than yourself. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's what's crazy about you being your worst enemy. What's crazy? Anyone else hurts you as much as you do, you would cut them off. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. But because it's you, you keep giving you a pass. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, maybe my mind will do something better next time. You know, it's like maybe he'll be chilling with me tomorrow. It's like just the same old you It's like you know, no matter what, you will you will speak negative about mm-hmm. yourself. You will, I mean, like because you can't cast you out, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, dude, you, you cast your uh, mindset. Yeah, you literally gotta let. Oh, by the way, check this out. I want to show you guys something. And this is what I mean. When I said you've got to let the reason why I stopped there 
is I want you guys to see how huge this word actually is. All right, so we're going to Google. Just so you can see I'm not making it up. I love how you're typing Google into Google. <laughs> Where did you just do that? I did. I did. Oh, my God. All right, I did do that. Yeah, I like how he noticed it yeah. and then said it. Said it. Yeah, yeah, so, funny. so look at this. Sorry, my interest. So, no, it's, it's good. It's okay. good. <laughs> You're in a safe place, but the parking lot, I don't know about. <laughs> so, listen to this. Listen to this. This is crazy. The word let not prevent or forbid to allow my boss to let me leave early. All right. Uh, used in the imperative or to a formula of various, uh, a period during which a room or properly is. Uh, I've taken a month, I've taken months let on the flat. Okay, so so the point is uh the not to not prevent or forbid allow. So we have to be careful what thoughts about ourselves yeah. we let occupy our own mind. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're not vigilant about your thought life. Like, I can't let this doubt yeah. in me stay because no one else is talking. Most people don't even care enough about what you're doing to think about it all day. Right. Yeah, but like, you're like, whenever Jesus called out, like, the, the spiritual leaders of that time or the preachers, he, he would call it their thoughts. <laughs> he would like, call it their thoughts. Funny. Like, <laughs> right. We've got to let the word of God literally replace our negative image of ourselves. Yeah. Because when I look at some of the, the, the back doors that the enemy tries to come in, and I'm like, where is this passage? Where is where is the enemy coming through? Where, like, And it's like, oh, what did I say about myself? Mm -hmm. and, when you speak negative upon yourself, you truly start to believe it. When you speak yeah. it aloud, you truly start, yeah. and you start making these negative jokes against yourself, like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm just the funny one. Yeah. You know, I don't need... I don't need, you know, all these other things and all these benefits because all I'm good for is being funny. funny. Yeah, and yeah. That, it's like when you start saying stuff like that, or it's just and you start to truly believe it, that's when it starts yeah, to really. you can really, trick yourself inside yeah. your mind. Like, yeah. You're literally happening. building the prison yeah. you're going to live in. It's not just yep. like you say, like, your brain will actually confuse itself and make you make it seem like right. that's your only personality. One, one of the things that I started to realize um in my process of healing is that I need a foundation made of something strong to base my, my health and my spiritual health, my, like my personal health. I needed a strong foundation, not this foundation of wheat, dirt and rubble. I needed this concrete foundation of faith to build me up. That's a good word, man. That's a good word because like we're literally talking about going deeper than a physical surgery. Yeah. Like this is deeper than having cancer removed. This yeah. is deeper than, you know, this is like your surgery on your soul. Yeah, yeah. the word of God is to cut your spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. He does say that too. It's just like <laughs> sharper than any two-edged swords. It's like, and, and that's the thing is just like, who can create I mean, who has the, the right tools to actually perform spiritual surgery on mm -hmm. us so we can never underestimate 
the amount of pain and suffering that we can accumulate. The same way when I was 260 pounds and I was like, can I get any fatter? Yeah. The answer was simply yes, folks. <laughs> you know, it's just like, can anything else go wrong? A lot. Including a comet hitting the sky. You know, a comet, a comet hitting the earth. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. I know when people, like some people say, I've lost everything. That's a strong statement. Oh, yeah. Like there's a lot more you could lose, like your life. You can, you, you, but you know what? I think, I think that what happens is when we see this consistent pattern of things out of our control affecting us yeah. genuinely, and we go, okay, one, where's God? Yeah. Two, everything I knew is now behind me. You know, one thing that humans have never really done well was start again. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so it's like, okay, so not only did you not really protect me the way I thought, God, I lost my house, lost my car, lost everything, lost this, lost that, the business failed, my kids hate me. Yeah. You know, I, I, like, how do I start over again and still trust you? Yeah. When I, when every time I think about something going hard in my life, like, I just, like, think of Job. My man you can Job. also do that. My man Job. <laughs> that's that foundation. My man Job. Yeah, Job is a, that's a unique situation. Yeah, yeah because everything, kids, he, house. Yeah wife bashing his friends bashing him like telling him to lose but, weight but you know. know what i think i think that, i think this is where it gets weird for americans mm -hmm. because we do struggle with sovereignty because mm -hmm. we've been able to be so free yeah. and so sovereignty is something that we've never done well with i mean we're the most rebellious nation in the world yeah you know, it was just so stick with your own kind. No, we're just gonna mix everybody yeah. together here. So over you want to be here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, you know, and so sovereignty is something we don't do well with. Mm -hmm. And so God having a sovereignty is like, wait, so I can be more, I can be more of whatever I want without God, uh, but with God. You have to be what He wants, which it is just like you start seeing His. Oh wait, wait, you. Know, I don't want to forgive. I don't want to do this. And, and you don't realize your decision to reject God, it becomes your identity. And, 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 and you become the embodiment of rebellion. And, and you can justify it by saying, but he wasn't there for me. The church wasn't there for me. That's what you get it. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, yeah. That was, uh, that was like I was saying before I had started coming to this church. I, it was the whole, my identity was, oh, I'm agnostic. I believe in a higher power. I just don't know which one. Yeah. Until it came in full on, slapped me right in the face. Yeah. When Pastor Thomas said, we need a savior. And I was just like, he's the only one that has the tools to perform this spiritual surgery. Because it's like, okay, Jesus, you don't know what it feels like to be alone. And it's like, but I do. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, okay, maybe you do. <laughs> but you don't know what it feels like to be stabbed in the back. He was like, no, 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 there, there were these whips with cat nine tails. And was like, I'm not, I know what it means to be stabbed in the back and in the wrist and a crown of thorns on my head. And then feels like, all right, well, okay, I get it. You know, you yeah, yeah, but you don't know what it's like to have, you know, to have your friends turn their backs on you. Really? What? You know what I mean? It, it's just like, wait a minute. 
I said this to someone else. Uh, I said, we love the story of rags to riches. Mm -hmm. But our Savior left riches yeah. to, rags. to rags for us. You know what I mean? Like, whew. when you think about that, uh, that's insane. You know, because when you look at every other religion, and this is not knocking everyone, just the difference is it's just this God of power. If he likes you, he's with you. you know, he's, but this God, our God values so much that he left the comfort of his own God Godhead and, and becomes one of us to feel our pain, to feel, you know, uh, like when you think about our God and, and why he's so different, it's like, wait, you know what it's like to not want to be in before the streetlights come on. <laughs> you know what it's like to have your mom say, you're going to eat those vegetables. You're like, uh, you know, like, no, 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 no. You know, but you, you, right. You know, like, he knows what it's like to be fragile. And I think that's what makes our God so different uh, is that he knows what it's like to be fragile where everyone else is saying, if the real God is with you, then you'll be strong and this and that, you know, but to be fragile and what it ends up doing to a certain degree, it, it, it's really interesting because where you can easily look at him and say, okay, Jesus looks weak on the cross. But when you really understand, you're like, no, that's what strength looks like. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, because I already know how this turns out. Listen, folks, and so this here, so here's a crazy moment that Duke's about that. Like, like you just said before we got here, like I can tell you if God says, Duke, I need you to save humanity. Yeah. And, and I'm like, all right, cool, let's do it. You know, give me the power to walk on water. Boom, got it. I'm moonwalking yeah. on the water, not just walking. I'm breakdancing, I'm pop locking, whatever you guys do. Yeah. <laughs> whatever your people are doing these days, I'm doing that on the, the water. And they're like, oh, look at, look at what this guy can do. You know what I mean? I know you guys just warned me about trying to be cool. I do what I want. You know. So whatever it is, I'm gonna say I'm gonna do like the, all the cool tricks, feed the five thousand. That's awesome. Two fishmen, you know, float. You know, like listen to me, I'm the Messiah. You know, if God said, Duke, I need you to save humanity, and he goes, but here's the thing though, you're gonna do a lot of cool stuff, but then at the end, you're gonna die. It's like, oh, well, so let's rewind that. Let's talk about this a little bit. Oh, so, like, wait a minute. Now, like, but you're gonna come back. Oh, okay, yeah, let's do that. I can go cool. Here's the part that gets me. I don't do well when I'm trying to do something good for you. Yeah. And you're talking junk yeah. while I'm trying to because mm -hmm. I I right now God's working on that with me right now. Like yeah. you know, I'm trying to help you and you're talking stop. junk to me. Stop talking crap. I'm cutting yeah. you off. And Jesus yeah. is like. Forgive them, yeah. Father, yeah. for they yeah. know not what they do. And me, I'm like, they know. They, they, they know. know. They know. The, the yeah. worst part about that scripture, the worst part about that scripture, he goes, while they were mocking him, yeah. dude, if I got all power, I would, I would. This is what this is how the scripture would be written yeah. with me. 
And the Pharisees looked and saw Duke standing beside them, and they were on the cross. Like, who's laughing now? <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you! Jokes on you! Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, well, yeah. Yeah. and it's just like, I mean, I'm gonna fix it, but I just wanted to show them real quick. Yeah, it's like, it sucks, <laughs> dude. For his consistency, that that is strength. Mm -hmm. Because and guess how this, this is the scary part about it. Soldiers that get caught behind enemy line, yeah. they're tortured yeah. and they cannot give up yeah. secrets or else that's treason. Yeah. My favorite movie is, uh, or one of my favorite movies kind of a, that's about that is called Unbroken. It's about the uh, Olympic athlete who went into the military. I think he either got drafted or went into the military and he got caught in a POW camp in World War II and they tortured him, beat him and, you know, basically said, you know, hold this 100-pound log above your head, and if you drop it, we're going to kill you. And he just kept that thing up. See? And, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, like what he did in the flesh, what, what, what Christ did in the flesh, it, it, it really had to do with his thought life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. More than it had to do with him just being... The son of God. It was like you, like he said. He said it. This is, he could have called down a legion yeah. of angels. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, the way, the way <laughs> I would have brought so many. It would have looked like it would have looked like the last scene on the 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 Avengers with Thanos and all. Yeah. Of, the right. way I would have called down a legion of angels, like so Raphael, Donatello, and Leonardo. <laughs> All the Ninja Turtles would have been there. The Raphael's an angel. <laughs> All the angels, you know. Dude, I would have this guys, you don't understand. Yeah. Like and 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 and, and I'm, I'm not saying this like I'm proud of it. I'm saying yeah. that let's say if I got through the beating. Yeah. Let's just say if I if I could get through the beating, if I but to get on the cross. Yeah. And, knowing the outcome, knowing the, and, and the the guy, the 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 guy on the left, the the thief on the left, mm -hmm. his, his thing was this. His thing was this. He goes, while like you're praying for them, he's like, you have to be the Messiah. Mm -hmm. Think about how many people would come to Christ if they saw us praying for those that cause us suffering, mm -hmm. versus. Cursing those that cause us suffering, yeah. just like the story you were telling earlier about the five, the five, guys. The five yeah, right? Yeah. You know, and, and it is like, oof. And I've learned to do that lately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, so here's the thing: is that I can do it like once and twice, but right. like, okay, so oh. y'all start to think I'm a punk. Let me have to show y'all mm -hmm. something. Oh my god! Like, I do it. I do it in a slick way though. Like, I'm like, God, please protect the world. I mean, they're all in the world. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, we gonna do these nice things, but <laughs> that's hilarious. All the people over here, yeah. The, but but you know, when you look at those, that are, it's just like it's like I've got a God. I know this person is just a jerk, and it's like, you sure about that. And he go, please don't do it. It's like, I, just let me focus on the behavior that I'm seeing right now. Don't show me the insides. Like, don't show me their history. Right, because 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 here's the thing. How do we go from a baby that absolutely needs love in every single way yeah. 
to all of a sudden saying, I don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. What happened to where it's like, you know, what happened to us where we go from, you know, this child who needs every, we can't function at all to, I don't ever want to be around another person or I hate people or, you know, and I think we've become very neglectful of our inner pain and how damaging it can be. Current FM, uh, we're here with Troy and Refresh Community Church. We're here just, we're just talking about, you know, life in general, just life. You know, that's what we're talking about. And we're glad you guys are, uh, you guys are with us. Uh, and we hope that you guys are enjoying the show so far. I've been playing you guys some music, some jams. Uh, but yeah, what we were talking about is just what makes Christ so different. Uh, and, and, and you know what? I do know for an atheist why it's so scary. I'm not afraid to address the why do bad things happen to good people. I'm not afraid to address that. Now, what I'm going to say, let me take this refresh community church down so people don't think, oh, they're, they believe this. <laughs> it's like, right, wait a minute. But, here's, but I know it's a common Christian term to say this is a broken world. Mm-hmm. And atheists are like, don't give me that crap. You know, when the truth is, it's not just a broken world. I think this is where we go wrong. The truth is, when we say, why do bad things happen to good people? The truth is, why does anything good happen at all? That's the real question that should be asked. Why does anything good happen in a broken world that's betrayed its creator, that's embraced sin, that's embraced dysfunction, that's embraced chaos, that's embraced mistreating life? Like, life is such a precious gift, and we treat it horribly. We betray our families. We break our promises. We, we, we you know, we pollute the planet. We do so much wrong. Why does anything good happen at all? You know, disappointment, hurt, anguish, pain, depression, all of that stuff should be here. The fact that joy can be found in the midst of all of that is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. The fact that in such a cold-hearted, selfish world that we can find love. Oh, dude. Come on, like that's the fact that love even exists in a world like this. It's a blessing. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I I, I just go, uh, Cherry's like, well, love me and get up, take a break. <laughs> no, Cherry, you are unloved. This chair's gonna suffer. <laughs> but but when you think about okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you guys hear it yourselves. Everybody out there. Listen, Duke, you are not going to cry because that's not going to happen. So this is, this is, this is, I, I absolutely despise that this is even in the Bible. I can't stand it. It's, it's uh, so heartbreaking, right? Okay, so here we go. So it's like, let's do it. It's going to be so painful. All right, so uh, where are we going? I just pulled it up. Where did it go? Oh, that's the audio Bible. Got it. Did I just Google Google again? I don't know. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, so yeah, here we go. So, so Genesis six, 
check this out, guys. Oh my gosh. And I, so this is Genesis, right? We already talked about Genesis 12, mm -hmm. where it said, uh, you know, through, God is already thinking about families, right? But why is God thinking about families? Why do families need to be reconciled? In Genesis 12, this is Genesis 6. Yeah. He goes, and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth. This means family development. And the daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they, they chose. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. For that he is also flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Now, verse five, because it says there were giants in those days. Uh, I, I, you know, hold on, let's play this music back real quick. Uh, it says there were giants in those days. Uh, where is it? And, yeah, there it goes. And there were giants in those days, and the earth, uh, and also after that, when the sons of God came into unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them. And became mighty men which were of old and men of renown. Now get ready, guys. He goes, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continuously. And it repented the Lord that he made man on the face of the earth and grieved him at his heart. We're the only creature. <laughs> That grieves God at his <laughs> Lucifer oh my God. did not grieve God at his heart. Human beings are the only species to oh. grieve God at his heart. And it said, and, and someone says, Well, does that mean God made a mistake? It means that it God is saying, he, God's not saying I made a mistake. What God is saying, you guys made a mistake yeah. by leaving my perfect love. I'm grieving from my heart for you. So I feel like if he made, if he felt like he made a mistake, he would just he wouldn't have saved Noah and his family. Right. The animals. That's I was talking to PT earlier about this, like because I started at Genesis and read through about the first thirty chapters of Genesis, and when I got to that part, I'm like, I never knew that God had ever felt that way yeah. about right. His creation. Yeah. It's it. It has to be the most heartbreaking thing to see because what it says when i look at the word multiply and, and the, the man begin to multiply it's like families are starting without me mm -hmm. they took the life that i gave them yeah. but they, they don't even talk to me anymore it's like they're forgetting about they're forgetting about me but to love them so much that you rather than forget about you mm -hmm. and you care for them and they don't acknowledge you you fight for them and they don't see it yeah. you you it's provide like, for them it's oh. just like that old it, it, right yeah. and and then here's the thing and then you're going to take their pain on you you know what i mean and you go because the plan of salvation was before the foundations yeah. of the earth so this means he, the love that he put in them in the first man, he had already made, he already loved the idea of family so much.
that he already planned on dying for it. So when I hear a bunch of garbage about, you know, a lot of bad things happen to good people, I'm like, man, I never met a good person before. You know, like, oh, what about that child dude? It's like, give it a minute. What is it? You know what I mean? There's no such thing as a good person. Like, get it out of your head. Humans are incapable of creating, you know, it's just, it's just like, it's like well, what about this baby? It's like, give it a minute. It's like it hasn't had a chance. It hasn't has a chance yet to, a chance to, to show you the nature. Yeah, right. It's like the, the kid will show you what's yeah. inside. It's like, yeah, it's only been here for a year. What is he going to do? What is he going to do? He's still completely 100% dependent yeah. on the Right. It's just like, and it's like, I can't wait to betray you. I can't. It's like waiting for us. It's just like, I'm going to throw up all over you. <laughs> you know, just but, give me the chance. And that's the thing. It's just like, guys, this idea of a good human You've got to let that go because you've never met one. You've never, I mean, I mean you know, even down to the idea of just like, well, everyone lies. That's not okay. Yeah. That's not that. an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> and so for as messed up as a species as we are, like, dude, monkeys get along. We think we're awesome because we can destroy the earth. And there's a monkey like, so why is that a good idea? <laughs> like, like we th- we think we're awesome because of what we can destroy. Yeah. And we have a guy that comes in while we're destroying him mm-hmm. and says, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And it's absolutely amazing that he doesn't snatch the breath out of us just for thinking that arrogantly yeah. that we get to judge God. Yeah. When we <sighs> broke his heart, man. Like, you know, I used to see people worshiping God. And it, 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 this one particular lady at my old church growing up, she would just go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She would just always weep, I'm sorry. And I was just like, that she's jacked up. But really what it was, when I finally asked her, she was just like, every time I think about how he broke his heart, it just, I, my heart weeps for him. Yeah. And I'm like, that's super, that's, heavy. that's, that's <laughs> super heavy. And it's like, like when we say that we have a God that understands, we genuinely have a God that understands. You know, uh, and, and when I look at the anger of saving in heavy metal, if you really look at the lyrics, oh yeah, you can see that they're yeah. crying out for God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everyone gets mad at me because I let the kids, my kids, listen to whatever. But I'm like, as long as they're in their word, they'll be able to see what's really. I'm like, guys, what do you really see when you see these lyrics? Because I, I make them look up the lyrics before they when, they, when they listen to stuff, and I'm like, show me this in scripture. It'll be the other side. Of scripture, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed in the music realm? Do you see it? Oh, yeah. There's this desperate cry for God. Dude, the artist Jelly Roll, he's come from you know nothing. He's come from prison, you know, going to the uh, the Grand Old Opera and just seeing like I want to do that. And his most recent tour that I went to uh, just a couple like a month ago. It's called the Back Road Baptism. 
Wow. And his whole thing is he sings ballads for the broken. He sees the ones that are left behind by society. And one of his quotes in his song, or one of the lines in his song is, no one is too far gone. And right now, I he is probably my favorite artist right at this moment. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I, there's this other guy, the North, Northman, North of Richmond. Oh, uh, Oliver Anthony. Oliver Anthony has a song called uh, Northman. Richmond, Northern, Richmond, North of Richmond. Yeah, Richmond, North of Richmond. Richmond, North of Richmond. Uh, and yeah, there's profanity in the song, but it's like you can hear his heart crying, mm-hmm. you know, because there's this suffering that's happening. He's but, speaking for that middle class. And what's funny about him is like a few days before that, he was just asking God to deliver him from like alcohol. Like he wanted to be sober, you know what I mean? And for God to same concept, you're not so far, you know, and so far gone, you know what I mean? For him to be able to identify that and say, okay, God, you can use me. And that's one of the things I want to tell people. A lot of people are afraid to come to God because they think that they are too far gone, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's this shame that they have. So I want to deal with that. There's this guy that was called the son of Sam. He was a serial killer. Uh, he's one of the first serial killer, like right after Ted Bundy and all this other stuff. That guy brought terror to the whole nation. And he gets life in prison. He tried to say that he was... Uh, they call him the son of Sam because the, like, he said there was this, this dog that would talk to him and tell him to do these terrible things, and that's why. Uh, in a weird way, it's kind of like Paul in, in, a, in a weird way because this guy, uh, he gets locked up. He sits in the cell, and you know, obviously his roommate is like, I've got to get out of the cell as soon as yeah. possible. Like, Let me not hang out here with this guy. So he's, no one's talking to him. Everyone's leaving him alone. No one's talking to him. And they're having this Bible study, and one of the guys sees how alone he is. Now, these are there with the top murderers, killers, rapists, but there's this Bible study that's happening there. And God pierces this one guy's heart and say, you need to go invite him to Bible study. And the dude's just like, well, I know that that's the devil. Yeah. <laughs> I know that, that he's like, there's no way that God is telling me to go talk to this guy. Like, you know, whatever my issues are that cause me to do my crime is completely different to that. Yeah. That guy has issue, issue, issues. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I mean, we both do in life, but his issues. He's got issues too. Yeah, he's yeah. like, like, he got to die and come back three more times <laughs> the rest of his sentence. I just got to yeah. die once. Uh, but and it's funny how we can do that, right? So he's just like, all right, whatever I'm going to do. I'm just going to do it. So he just goes and he goes, hey, man, uh, the Lord told me to give you a message and he, the guy says yeah well, what, what's the message goes, you're invited to this bible study and he wants to use you and the guy goes get away from myself and he's just like yes sir and he leaves i i captain and i captain you, you, know, you don't have to tell me twice i thought it was a bad First idea anyway devil <laughs> always trying to start though <laughs> you know, the guy in a laughing way, says, 
okay, God, I tell you what, if you're real, if you're real, I got nothing else to do with my time. This is how this guy's thing. He's just like, if you're real, you prove yourself to me. I'll serve you the rest of my life. If you can do something with my life, if they, I, I'm a serial killer. I've done like terrible things. If you look up the son of Sam, he did some terrible things. And he's like, if you can use me, I'll just, you can have my life. Do whatever God's like that. He opens up the Bible and it's the scriptures where Jesus says, I'll leave the 99 for the one. God gets such a grip of this guy when he starts seeing the love of God. He had never been taught about God. So he starts seeing the love of God in the scripture. He starts seeing God like really dealing with it. And so he's just studying. And next thing you know, like two weeks later, he's at the Bible study. He's just listening. And the guy's talking about, and the guy's like, wait a minute, these people are just like me. They're murderers. They, 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 they have life in prison. They have nowhere to go, but they're still, they believe that this God still loves them. And he's just becoming more fascinated with God's unfailing love, right? And he starts to speak about this void and how he just felt like he didn't matter. And there was just this emptiness in him. He was just like, I didn't even know what life was about. I didn't like, no one ever talked to me about life. I didn't know. And his, they were, the case is still going on at this particular time because they're trying to figure out if he's pleading insanity or not, right? And, he calls up his lawyer and says, I'm pleading guilty. Mm-hmm. And he goes, why? He says, I wasn't insane. I knew what I was doing. He said, I knew what I was doing the whole time. Yeah. He says, there was no dog that was talking to me. I made it up just so I could get a lesser sentence. Yeah. He goes, I, I, I need to be here. The word of God made him destroy his own lie. Yeah. Like, and then he, and it, what's crazy is that there was a part of the nation that was like, he's mentally insane. He doesn't need to be locked in a prison. He's mental. No, I'm sitting there going, oh, right. he's just, <laughs> yeah. So, so he's been in prison for like 40 something years now, right? He spends more time traveling to other prisons sharing the gospel than he does sitting in a prison cell now. Mm. He, he actually is one of the top evangelists in prisons because he was known nationwide. And they were like, how is this possible? But he started telling about the love of God. My lawyer is actually his lawyer. <laughs> but, but that's how I thought about the story. You know what I mean? But so he actually travels. So he, so now he's actually traveling. And, 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 you know, and of course, everyone's like, no, you know, of course you're in prison. You're going to find God. You know, and it's like yeah, you can try to downplay that, but he still found God. Yeah. He still found God. It's you know, like no fans or buckets, and you see all the lives he's he, yeah. right. And here's what's crazy: there's a lot of people out here in what's so-called freedom yeah. that's really in prison. Yeah, I have never felt more free than what I have after I got that news. Woof! That's dope. That's 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 amazing to even hear you say that. That's actually that's phenomenal. You know what I mean? Because I think again, when we think about if this God that created the stars, the moon, the universe, molecules, He thinks on such a higher level, but He hears us. Like the fact that the God of the universe heard your cry for guidance and a father 
that is, you see what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like that's so powerful. Uh, I remember, you know, playing for my kids to just like stay with God, to not be, don't let this world convince you, just stay with God. Like you said, the, scare, the cares of this world are the deceitfulness of riches, right? And one time I, I saw Faith and, and, and I knew exactly what she was doing. She was looking out the window while we were driving and I knew exactly what she was doing. She was trying to have a secret prayer with God and then she wanted to see God show up you know, like do something. And I was like, wow, she, she's really trusting. She wants her own relationship with God where she's like, all right, dad, I know you love God. But you're also a little crazy. I want to see God show up. And then something, something would happen. And she, she would come to me so excited. Dad, I actually prayed that this would happen. You remember that? And it was so cool to know that instead of just taking me at my word for it, she developed her own prayer life. How important is prayer to you? I need to get further into it. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. You're a visitor doer, so you're, you're more yeah. You're more physical. I like doing things, but yeah. I know that I need to be in the presence of God more often. And I need to start walking more in God. Yeah. Than in my own thought. Yeah. See, I'm in my head a lot, so yeah. it's easy to pray while I'm in my head. I'm already in my head. So like, that's my address. That's, yeah. Find me in my head. <laughs> that's my comfort zone. Find me in my head. Oh, that's dope. That's a t shirt. Find me in my head. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, so um, prayer. I think it is one of the most supernatural things that we can absolutely do to literally step outside of ourselves and talk to them. You know, uh, I think it's amazing because the same way I said that fear is, is like giving, you know, fear is something that attaches itself to us, you know, it's like when we pray, we're showing that God is like we're, we're, we're you know we're communicating, especially when we're and we're acknowledging that we need something beyond us. We, we need we, like God. We're confessing, God, we can't do this without you. We can't. We need you, and I think it's one of the most humble things that we can do because it's so easy. For us, instead of praying, to go, well, I'm smart. Let, let me figure it out. When prayer allows us to step away from ourselves and step away from the situation, get some clarity and remember he's God, that he can, you know, like, as I've gotten some solutions, you know, like say if someone, you know, makes me angry my idea is to punch him in the face and then i'll pray about it and yeah. it's like or <laughs> but if i respond you know what i mean yeah it's like but prayer is like it's like it gets you to calm down it's like what are you really doing is this even a big deal but i'll talk to you about it like it should it, prayer is the number one way 
for you to see how much God cares about your situation. Do you know what I mean? Like, like when you look at how busy people are, they don't even have time to pray for themselves, right? So when you think about God, God is anxious. He's not like everybody else. Like, dude, just make me feel good. You know what I mean? God is anxious to talk to us about our issues. He wants that. You know, he wants uh, us to trust him with everything. He wants to go to those deep places that we have to bury and suppress and oppress and all that. He's like, no, let me walk with you through this. Let me help you with this. I think it's interesting that there are injuries that we can uh, uh, get where it doesn't matter what your job is or whatever. When you're hurt, it's like you're down for six weeks. And that's like what's crazy about And that's just a, a physical injury. But our spiritual injuries, we just act like aren't a big deal. and We'll just keep trying to live. And prayer is, again, that opportunity to get on that surgery table and have spiritual surgery. You know what I mean? Uh, well, guys, listen. Yeah, we're about out of time. It's 948. We're about out of time. I'm going to play you guys some jams over here at Current FM. We love you guys very, very much. Yo, uh, I feel like we were just ready to get started. I know. I know. So sad. <laughs> it's so sad. As soon as she gets the car, she's gonna be asleep. Uh, oh yeah, that's, that purple skull fatigue. <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> uh, you're about to listen. This is Chasing Quiet. Oh, you guys, Chasing Quiet is one of my. Fa- we were just talking about getting on the surgery table. Uh, surgery table. This is Chasing Quiet. Do you know who uh, Elizabeth Grace is? Have you ever heard of Elizabeth Grace? Off the top of my head, no. Oh, dude, you got to check this song out. This is amazing. Oh, yeah. I can take another break. 